0: On today's program, as we experience civil unrest all over the country, are we really mad about racism or are we mad at police violence? Plus we're going to talk to a retired cop to find out what defunding the police really means for the future of America. That's right. This is Emergency Exit. Bra 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 All right. This is episode 159. Today is June 10th, 2020. It is again 10 on 10 in our floating tin can far above the world. That's right. We're going to be joined in a little bit by Dennis Ferris, a retired APV cop. APV? A-P-D cop. But first, I've got a very special brew world order we should do. So let's Mm, go ahead mm. and do the brew world that's (laughs) right. Uh, All right, I've got a special beer here in this. It's a homemade beer made by a friend named Kevin Clark. Um, He doesn't have any websites, but he's been making beer for as long as I've known him, maybe longer, and... He said, hey, would you want to rate one of my beers on your prestigious program? Yeah, I
1: I hear all, like, we have a line of brewers out there wanting to get on the show. Guys, send the email and all that kind of stuff. I mean, but we made a special occasion for for Kevin here.
0: That's right. So this, let's go ahead and pour it, everybody, Mm. a glass here.
1: Ooh, that's a gorgeous color.
0: Here you go and pass that around. All right, this is called In, In Bloom. Just like the Nirvana song. This is a cream ale mm. with sweet orange peel, coriander, orange blossom petals, orange blossom mm. honey, Madagascar vanilla beans. With an ABV of 4.5, this is sure to make you go yum yum. He didn't write that last part. I thought I'd add it in I there. I think
1: this smells amazing. Does it smell good? It smells delicious. Mm. It does smell you, you know, you know, You know what? I, I can't judge it off of the... You but the it. smell is amazing. I
0: tell you, if I opened that up too quickly, it would have made a very mm. big all right. So down the hatch. Man, this is great. Oh. Wow. This is delicious. I'm I'm a bit speechless because it's it's really good. It tastes
1: wonderful. Um, what can we say about this? It's it's like a creamsicle beer. Yeah, if a, if an orange creamsicle became a beer, this like a hoppy beer. This is what it would be. It is amazing. I could drink this like all day. This isn't the first beer I've had from him. Uh, he made a a milk stout that was really good. Mm.
0: I've been trying to get him to make uh, an amber beer.
1: Oh, I love ambers.
0: Um, he he's he's killing it, man. Yeah, this so is amazing. Let's go ahead and go around the table here, Brandon. What do you think about this beer? Man, that flavor—it's really good. Um, I kind of feel like you just have to sip on it. Yeah, you know you can't chug it back too quick. Just take some, take some sips on it. Um, God, it's oh, it's fucking good, man.
1: It's delicious.
0: I think it's really the awesome that a beer. this, guy, like, this mm-hmm. man that it up. Created yeah. a beer. Yeah, that's just delicious, yeah. right? It's it's really so impressive good. of the guy. And, you know, he keeps. Uh, asking me to or not asking me but like offering hey, come on down and see how uh, how the the fudge is packed you know hey, in we a way. should
1: we should do an on the on the field with them maybe yeah.
0: you know yeah. i asked him you know if i was to start brewing tomorrow what would it cost to get started and he's like you know about 200 bucks and um i thought this would be a good idea and i don't even want to actually i'm not even going to tell about my idea because it's too good of an idea that i don't want to give it out for free Boom. so yeah but you it's got, about making videos you. though so um Brandon, what is your rating for this bad boy? I'm going to give it a 4.5. That's right. 4.5. Wow. That's right. Yeah.
1: Wonderful. Honestly, I love everything about this. I will give this a 4.8. That's right. Oh. And the only reason it wasn't a 5 was because of the snap test.
0: Oh, he, That is it. Oh. He lost point two that points. Was, that part. was it. But so he's uh, got to start canning. Other
1: than that, this is an amazing beer. I love this.
0: <sighs> yeah, this is really good. Drinkability is really high. Yeah. Um, Taste is really high. Um, it, it's got a bit of a bitter after finish, yeah. which isn't bad at all. Matter of fact, he's watching right now. So this one's goes out to you, buddy. I'm going to rate this beer a solid 4.95. Bing, 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 bing. Thanks, Kevin, Damn. for uh, letting us try your beer, man. Amazing. And we hope to try some more. This is actually the se- second uh, homemade beer that we've had on the wow. show. Both guys were named Kevin, by nice. the way. So we only drink Kevin Kevin's, Kevin's homemade that's brew here. Um, We love Kevin. Well, that's for that's another brew world order. My man.
1: (sighs) I feel like this. I feel like this. The way to describe this is a brisk summer morning and being hit with like rose petals and like by by a strong breeze.
0: You're getting hit by orange blossom Orange petals.
1: blossom petals in a cold breeze in the morning in Austin by the lake. You're wearing short shorts, no shirt, and a headman.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I forgot to introduce us as uh, I was getting a little excited there, mm-hmm. but welcome to another episode of Emergency Exit Podcast. I'm Los. I'm on Twitter at That's Right, Los. Joining me again, and as always, is David, the holy Hispanic. I feel like a I need, like, wind chimes. <laughs> I used to have a wind chime sound. (laughs) And then, uh, of course, making sure that we're streaming live, that uh, we won't mess up the audio at all, is Brennan the Hard Hat Mitchell. That's right.
1: No promises on that.
0: Uh, We were watching... You know, if you guys are watching us on Channel 10, we're we we're on just about every night lately yeah. at 10 o'clock, which is really cool. So catch the old reruns uh, on Channel 10 at 10 if we're going to be on. I don't know. I just don't know. It's it's a grab bag. They yeah. just throw us in the rotation and we we're in. Um, last night, I got to watch the episode of us talking to Brian Govatos. Hey, Govatos. Or, or if you were uh, reading what his name was, Brain
1: Govatos. Brain govatos. <laughs> that still hurts me. I couldn't watch it because of that. Or if, if you don't know Spanish, uh, Brian, go guys. Go guys. Go guys. So there you go.
0: <laughs> what does Brian mean in Spanish? Brian. Brian. B- Brian. 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 is
1: <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yes, Brian. By the way, we need to have him back. I love that guy, man. He was yeah. really he cool. Was he such was such a cool dude.
0: Did you tell him that the episode was airing and he was able to watch it like on uh, Austin Public website? Uh, I mean, Ooh. I didn't. I mean, yeah. I told him where we are, where he can find us. Okay, great. Yeah. Take it easy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, he got so kind of well, hostile bro. right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try to get uh, Dennis on the line here? Oh, nope, he we got ten ten. Oh ten. Okay, we got a few minutes oh, to uh, to kill here. Um, I want to try to call my dad. It's his birthday today. No way. Um, oh, we don't have time. For that we now. don't have time to do that before. But we'll get to it, I guess, somewhere in the... How, how
1: How young is he turning? Well,
0: last year he said he turned 60. So nice. I think this year he's going to be 59 or something. Sweet, I yeah. I think that's how that works. But yeah, last year... Exactly a year ago, we called him on his birthday out of nowhere. We were going to call him, and uh, it was funny. We called Jimmy's uh, parents, too, because it was their anniversary like the the day before or something. And we had the nice, soothing music, and we we left a funny message. It was really cool. And then I called my dad, and he didn't answer at first. And then we called Mm. him again because that's just how we work. If you call us, we don't recognize the number. We'll hang up on it. And then you call again, we will probably answer it because it may be somebody you know. The cops. The cops. Hey, excuse me. (laughs) And then we said, hey, you won uh, $10 or some shit like that. Hey, just if you know the phrase that pays, go go ahead and say it. (laughs) So uh, if you guys want to give us a ring later, I guess we don't have the ring because we're going to be using, uh, the phone's going to be tied up Mm -hmm. uh, talking to Dennis Ferris. But you can comment on Facebook. Yeah, it's coming in a different way. But yeah, nobody calls. It'll get confusing at that point, I think. Maybe. Maybe we uh, can try it though. Yeah, if yeah. you guys want to talk to a, a cop of 30 years, retired by the way. Mm-hmm. So um he hasn't been retired for 30 years. He's just been a cop for yeah. 30 years and now he's retired. We're going to talk about defunding the police. I hear that a lot. Abolition of the police. Yeah. Um what else do they say uh de- uh dismantle, defund, ab- abolish. Abolish.
1: Yeah, that's
0: these all are one and the same in the leftist handbook yeah. these days because uh, language is completely different and doesn't mean a thing to these folk. When it's stupid that or it means that, everything but means nothing at the same it, well, time. Well the stupid
1: thing is they're going off of everything you grew up as a child not to do, right. They always tell you don't throw the baby out with the bath water, right? Like just because there's one bad person in the bunch, you know, don't throw the whole bunch out. That's literally what they're doing with the police It's like, Oh, there's one bad cop. Get rid of the whole thing. There's a lot of
0: bad cops. And we're seeing videos and videos of them being just absolutely brutal to protesters. Um, I mean, for instance, the one old man that was standing in the police line and they they came up and the police knocked him over and the guy cracked his skull open. Uh, and they just kept walking by or whatever. Like That, that was messed up. Dude, it's, it's, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that happening. And is are we seeing more rioters or are we seeing more bad cops? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're one and the same in my eyes. The same. rioters, looters are the bad cops, and I hate them both.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's no difference. They're just bad people doing bad things. Yeah. And and that's where it's like, yeah, if you define it that way, then we're both on the same page. we got to get rid of them.
0: And, yeah, what exactly does, like, dismantling or defunding the police, do you want that out there is uh, – What does that mean to you? What does that mean for the rule of law? Does that mean I get to just carry my gun out wherever I want? No, exactly. Yeah, and that's what that's that's the thing that I'm asking people. It's like,
1: okay, so does defund the police mean I get to keep my guns, or do you also want to take them away from me? I'm
0: absolutely for reforming the police. You know, I'm, I'm so sick of. I, I've been treated unfairly by cops in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been handcuffed to a bench when I was completely unnecessary. I was driving into Texas. My first experience into Texas, oh, wow. we get to El Paso. My whole life's in the back of a truck. And the the dog sniffing, the drug sniffing dog started barking at my car, at my truck. And they pulled me out and they asked, you know, where's the weed and whatnot? And I said, well, I don't have any, Like, I have a little bit of weed, but my whole life was back there. So it probably mm-hmm. did some like, fucking pot right yeah and they handcuffed me into a a bench when my stuff's way out there you know i'm like is this i asked them. i'm like excuse me and i'm being i'm always pretty uh respectful to the cops and i said are the handcuffs necessary officers and they was like yes yes they are and i'm like i'm not you have my keys first of all and i'm not going anywhere i mean they don't know if i'm not going anywhere but they have my keys yeah it would be an idiot move for me to try to get up and run to and my car run away. when I don't have my own Or just keys.
1: run in so, general.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where am I going to go? It's El freaking Paso, the border. <laughs> you know, I'm going to run down to Mexico and maybe it's because my name was Carlos. It mm. also gave them a little bit of extra, like we got to make sure this guy is not an illegal or anything. Yeah. And, uh, uh, maybe the California ID threw them off because <laughs> there's a lot of us out there. Yep. A lot of Carlos is out there in California. You never know which one's which. That's right. Yeah, it,
1: I've been treated unfairly by cops, mm-hmm. but... But see, and so have I, but, but, but the thing is I've been treated unfairly more by Mexican cops than I ever have by white cops. So for me, it's like, you know, like I don't, again, I just see them as there's bad cops. I don't see it as the white cops are the bad ones and the brown ones are the good ones. I see them as... There's bad ones and there's good ones. Sometimes the bad ones are white, brown, black. Yeah, but how
0: do we we want the bad ones there? No, not at all. I have some questions to ask about what they do, what police departments do when there are complaints levied Mm. against them, and who polices the police. I've got some questions to ask, and if you guys have questions you want to ask this uh, retired cop who's been on the force for 30 years, maybe uh, throw in some... Some uh, questions into the chat there, if you guys want. Are we still not seeing him up there yet? Not yet. All right, we'll just keep chatting it up, and we'll figure out what's going on in the meantime. Me
1: see if I can get him.
0: All right. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and
1: and like I said, you know, especially myself, right? Like I come from a family that has has had people go and fight in the army, right? With the military, my little brother is is going to be a cop. I have family members who are cops, so I don't. I, I really don't think this is even America's chant i don't think america is behind this i don't know who is i like the people i speak with and i talk to them about defunding the police they're like no that's stupid why would we do that like who else would come and protect us
0: well right now that's the
1: blm stance Mm -hmm. and i'm for
0: total reform man i I don't know what that actually means but i i'm absolutely down to try to find out who like if you have like the cops should be Uh, uh, held to a a very high standard. Like matter of fact, there's such a high standard that when I applied to be a cop, which was pretty recently within at least six months, I went on a ride along and I applied and they said, no, you can't because you admitted to doing a bunch of drugs in the past. I'm like, yeah, I did, but I don't now. Like what, what does that matter? Like you, would you rather have a cop that is so, um, that's so clean cut that hasn't had any experience with actual drugs and enforcing drug policy Or would you want someone that's been there that can sympathize with somebody that's smoking pot, doing acid or
1: something? And you're honest about it. You want someone who lied on a test to get a job? Well, they also said there's a
0: polygraph test. So I wasn't about to like lie about all that shit, you know. But they said it's like
1: pretty recently you
0: said that stuff. And uh, pretty recently, uh, like recent within a couple of years that I did. Did they go through your social media and all that shit? I would assume they do, hmm. but they have to find it first, yeah. motherfuckers.
1: That's very true. <laughs> but that's
0: what I'm saying. They, they they should be held to a very high standard, which yeah. I thought they did because I couldn't get in. That's mm-hmm. pretty high standard if I can't get in. But same, I've never been in trouble. I, I've never I've never been in trouble. Matter of fact, when I was on that ride along, I had the, the cop uh, click in my name and I do have like a warrant for my arrest, but it's like what? for like a, uh, for a ticket I got in an old truck that I didn't pay like a registration ticket or whatever. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. Just call them up and say this and that. Maybe they'll like get rid of it. For and they're you. like,
1: well, shit, sure, We already got you. So
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, he did say, he's like, all right, we got to take you in, man. He joked about it. Right. It was pretty funny. But like I said, they got to be held to a high standard to a point where if there's any sort of complaints, it needs to be investigated very seriously and thoroughly. And, there's the problem when they're uh, like Mike Brown or uh, Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. when these uh, killings happen and they're, and the cops are um, acquitted mm-hmm. or in George Zimmerman's case, uh, a jury of peers found him not to be guilty. They're still running with that narrative yeah. that oh, hands up don't shoot. And even Obama's administration said Mike Brown was fighting with the cops. Yeah. Now, did he want, did he deserve to die? No, no, no. of course not. But, there are things that cops need to do. I was just watching. There was a video, I think, that you sent me, uh, Brandon. Uh, maybe not, but it was a, a white guy by uh, in Chicago, the train station in Chicago, the subway, and they were wrestling him, and they shot the guy. What? Yeah, they shot. It was a white guy, by the way. So it's two black cops and a white guy. I mean, of course, you didn't hear about yeah. it. The guy got shot. But what was my point here is that uh, whatever. I'm, I'm getting so sidetracked
1: with all the things we were going well, to talk and, about. And the other thing is Go also ahead. with Jesus. with even what's going on right now with the Black Lives Matter. Like, there's already been, what, two or three that I've, that I've heard of, two or three black cops who have been killed because of protesting, rioting, and looting. Yes. And you're not seeing any of that. You're not... You're right. They're not well, getting... Well, maybe we're not seeing yeah. it because we watch a lot of right-leaning publications and, and, and narratives. But... Um, we, I mean, we do see it because of that, but yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. We we see that because you know we see that side, but you're not gonna see CNN and MSNBC putting that. Maybe no, maybe maybe three months do. down the road, maybe saying, they do oh, a little
0: bit of a maybe they make one little article and they exactly. go, hey,
1: yeah, we we'd say that,
0: but we go, we, you know, week after week, um, uh, you know, back in the day, not even that far back, but I would show all the instances of when Fox News would show a video or share an article when a man is wearing a MAGA hat and getting beat up brutally. Mm. And that's, I remember we were just watching a little bit of episode one fifteen, where, um, although that Jimmy says that the red hat isn't the new clans hood, but if you did get beat up wearing it, you know what you are doing by wearing that.
1: Yeah. Like the other day, uh, I I went to a coffee shop here in Austin, in Austin and, you know, we have to wear the stupid masks doing some of them. So, the only one I had in my car said uh, Trump 2020 on it. And I wore it, not really thinking much of it until the cashier kind of gave me like a glance. And, like, the nice person in me immediately wanted to apologize. Like, I wanted to say, I'm sorry, it was the only one I had in my car. You know what I mean it's but, my brothers Yeah but but then in my head <laughs> my I wife's. I thought to myself she's such a racist why am I going to apologize like what am I apologizing for supporting like a president like you guys support Obama like other people support Bush like what is so wrong about people? Well being imagine vocal how they that? would feel like those Obamas wearing a Obama mask and uh Red state, uh, Arkansas yeah, or something. It, I don't even know if Arkansas the, yeah, is Yeah, and that's red what I'm saying. Not. It's like, it's not, It's it, again, it isn't even racism that's really the problem. It's how we always want to pin one side against the other, right? If it isn't black against white, it's Democrat against Republican. It's this against that, right? It's green bubble versus blue bubble, right? And it's always going to be that way because that's the way we are as humans. We always want to say we're better or, or superior than this other person for these reasons.
0: And, you know... You make a good point because it's, 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 people don't want any gray. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Hey, Dennis is on the line. This is Dennis Ferris. He's a retired APD cop, uh, serving 30 years on the Austin police department. Amazing. And he's also on the board of directors from the Austin police retired officers association. That is one hell of a business card. How are you doing, Dennis? Thanks for joining us. Hey,
2: gentlemen. I'm going to hang up, so I'm going to hang up this phone. So I'm going to hang up this one. I'm going to hang this one and go with this one. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, I call that my I love me wall. So, and I got some really cool pictures here. So, this one I'm really proud of. I don't know whether you can see it or not. I'll swing it around here. This one, this one I'm pretty proud of right here. So, the one picture I wanted to get. And I don't know whether you can see it or not. But that's George W. That's W. w. That's W. Right? Yeah, that's Dang. W. I got to, I got to actually. Uh, so, my last duty assignment was executive protection. So, I was on Mayor Leffingwell's detail, and I pretty much coordinated all the presidential visits. Wow. So, uh, that's that's kind of so we had all fought. We had all. All the living presidents in Austin in three days in 2014, with the exception of H.W. Bush. So we've got them all in and out of town in three days, which was a pretty impressive uh, feat in itself. Wow.
0: You mean you ruined everyone's day for a whole day just for that? <laughs> well,
2: I'm going to tell you something. It's funny. Everybody loves the president of their party until the president of their party blocks traffic. Yep, that's and then very they true. they don't like you.
3: That's
0: funny. <laughs> so. Well, welcome. So welcome for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Um, let's see. Well, once again, this is Dennis Ferris. He was on the Austin Police Department for 30 years, now retired.
2: No, tw- well, 25. I spent five at the university prior to that. This one, not university, uh, prior to that. So I was at UTPD for five years and then I spent 25 at APD. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, he's got 30 That's years so cool. as a cop. Um, and we had some questions about what's going on in the world today, especially when it comes about when it comes to police departments. So let's just get straight to it. So some would call this uh, some are calling for abolition; others say dismantle, but it's all under the umbrella term defund. What does defunding the Austin Police Department or police in general actually mean?
2: All right. Well, if you take it by the strictest thing that they're talking about, they're talking about taking a quarter of I've, I've, my understanding is the mayor pro tem and some of the activist groups are asking for a $100 million of the $434 million budget of the Austin Police Department. So let me put that into context for you. Of that $434 million, 95% of it goes to salaries. And that's not just the officers. That's the civilians also. So that's your custodians that clean the building. Those are the people that, uh, the admins that work for the various commands. That is the people at the Office of Community Liaison that do Operation Blue Santa. That is the people that handle the timesheets for the officers. That's anything you can imagine in an, on an administrative level. Those are the civilians, plus the people that run the uh, crime lab, the people that run the um, and we do have a small crime lab, even though the DNA lab is not open. Uh, that's also the people that handle the evidence. So if you're, say, say your bike was stolen and we recovered it and it was in the evidence room, you'd have to go to the evidence room and get it. There's a civilian there, not a police officer. So they're literally, if you took a quarter of the police department's budget away, you would, in, in $100 million, you would take roughly 600 positions And that would be sworn police officers and civilians. You would probably lose half of the civilians and probably roughly 350 or 400 cops.
0: What does that mean for the rule of law then?
2: It means that the only thing the Austin Police Department would do was patrol. It means you wouldn't have a gang unit. You wouldn't have a narcotics unit. You wouldn't have a vice unit. You wouldn't have a vice. Yeah, well, they've got a, no, they don't have a vice. You wouldn't have a human trafficking unit. You wouldn't have an interdiction unit. So the drugs that are going south, I mean, going north, and the money that's going south that's being stopped wouldn't happen. Uh, You wouldn't have a lake patrol. You wouldn't have motors. You wouldn't have mounted patrol on 6th Street. Um, you wouldn't have a DWI enforcement team, which is, that's a huge problem in Austin. Yep. Uh, you probably wouldn't have a commercial highway enforcement. So the trucks that are running north and south on the interstate that are falling apart, there wouldn't be anybody to stop them. So think about it. The only thing you would have would be, basically would be patrol and investigations. And that is bare bone policing. And there is no way in the world you can have bare bone policing in this city and not expect the crime rate to skyrocket. Yep.
0: Yeah, I would. I would think that, Well, the crime rate would go up, but uh, the arrest would go down. I think that's what they're kind of going for, right?
2: That is their goal. Their goal literally is for us, or I say us, and and, and when I say that, I I qualify that in. It's hard not to be involved with this. You spend your entire adult life doing something. And I also have a little extra incentive there. My son's a police officer in Austin, Mm. so he's out there. So when I say us, plus my, you know, my brothers and sisters in blue and I, So, you know, my best friend's an Austin police officer, obviously, and and things like that. So, they literally don't want anybody being held for anything that they do. They really, truly believe that the Austin Police Department is targeting minorities. Uh, They have a they have a racial study. They have a they have a racial profiling study that comes out every year, and it showed, you know, it shows certain things like the stops that are made on what ethnicities what races things like that well what it shows is that we're the austin police department supposedly is stopping a disproportionate amount of african americans and hispanics now austin has a very uh small african american population it's roughly about six or seven percent all right so but what that study doesn't take into effect is it doesn't take into effect that not everybody that's stopped by the austin police department lives in austin
3: mm-hmm.
2: so it does separate it by residents of austin and non-residents of austin it groups it all in so you've got a a town of a million people and then an area of about a million three i'm sorry a million seven five so almost a million and three quarters of people so if you think about austin until the covid stuff hit you had all these people coming into town, right? You go out and drive on the street at 8 o'clock in the morning, everybody and their brother's out. Yep. But, and that's who all get stopped. Plus, you have the major north-south thoroughfare through the United States running right smack dab down the middle of Austin. So it's not just Austinites that are being stopped by the Austin Police Department, but they're only comparing the stops to the Austin demographics. And that's comparing apples and oranges. And if I think if they were to weed it out, I think you would see a completely different thing, but it just simply is you have a couple of different groups, and one of them's spearheaded by a gentleman by the name of Chaz Moore, very vocal, and another gentleman by the name of Chris Harris. They're both uh Chris is a little more um of an abolitionist than Chaz is. Chaz just wants the money. I think Chaz is a huckster. Mm-hmm. Um he's out there raising a whole lot of money right now. Um uh Chris just simply hates the police period end of story. They put him on the Public Safety Commission, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, and literally, they hate the cops. And they've convinced this council to hate the cops, too. And and you already have one guy on the council. His name's Greg Kassar. He is a committed socialist. He's part of the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America. Mm-hmm. The guy is the worst thing to ever happen to Austin. And backing him up is the guy that sits in the middle of the dais. I don't call him mayor because as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't earned that right. My mayor is Lee Leffingwell. Um, He knew how to run the city. He knew how to take charge, and what you've got now, I think I really do believe you have a bunch of people who are simply scared to be called names Mm -hmm. by people who are bullies.
0: Well, yeah, speaking of which, there you had posted something on your your Twitter. Twelve chairs were placed outside APD headquarters intended for city council members to attend protests they remained empty. Now, is it because they're going to be asked about things like defunding the police? And if they're, they don't have the right answer, they don't kowtow to the mob that that's going to cost them maybe their seats. And they're well, worried. You know, this,
2: this whole thing with defunding APD didn't really kick off until like Friday of last week. Yep. I mean, that's how quick, I mean, I think it's been boiling under the surface. Look, here's the deal. There's no question. They want the, the these activists want the money from the police department. What they think is they think that if we go out and just start being nice, if you go out and just start giving all these social services to people, that they're just simply not going to commit. Crimes aren't going to get committed. Well, that's simply not true. It's got to be a combination of the two, right? And maybe, and I heard, I heard today, maybe in a generation, if we do these things in conjunction with each other, that maybe in a generation you can start lowering the need for police, yeah. right? You know what I compare Austin's about to be? You ever see the movie Demolition Man with Sylvester oh, Stallone? Yeah. And you know, you remember steps? that line that Rob Schneider's got? "We're the police. We're not trained to handle violence." Yeah. When when uh, when uh, Wesley Snipes starts blowing stuff up, he goes, "We're the police. We're not trained to handle violence." That's what they want. Yes. Thank that, you for that saying is that. Literally Thank what you they for want. saying
1: that. Because the thing is, and even what you said earlier, like, and I told you guys about this, like, since COVID. I have seen my Amber Alert go off like crazy oh, yeah. every single week with missing kids. like daily. Yeah, and that's what, like, me yeah, and my wife get it. And, and the thing is, when you said, oh, defunding means, you know, the human trafficking and the drugs, that's all you had to say to me. Because, again, I, I, I come from Brownsville, Texas, right? That's a border town. Mm-hmm. That is right. drugs all day long, human trafficking all day long. So, so the conversations I have heard or have had people say has to do everything with human trafficking and drugs. So it's no coincidence that they want to defund it and take those two main things out because again, and, and, and I think, you know, not to sound like a crazy person, but there is an agenda going on with this there whole is defund agenda. the police. And, and yeah, to, there's an agenda
2: and it's crazy to think that Austin, Texas is talking about pulling a hundred million dollars from their police department and the Houston city of Houston just passed an increase for their police department, and guaranteed their next five cadet classes. Mm. San Diego is doing the same thing. And what's the difference? You have a mayor in Houston who's strong enough to stand up and say, we're not taking this stuff. You've got a mayor in San Diego that's doing that. What do you have in Austin? You have a guy who has been afraid to come out of his condo at the W for 12 weeks. The W. I the just w. learned he lives
1: there
0: last
2: week yeah. on See, our McKinsey, dime. Let me
0: let me let me clarify on something. Our I got
2: accused of doxing him last week at the press conference when I said he needs to come out of the W. Somebody said, "Man, you just told everybody where the mayor lives." The mayor has told everybody where he lives. It's part of his political package. He has to tell you where he lives. Uh, his can't his one of his opponents in 2016 that ran against him ran against him and said he you know he's out of touch he lives in the W so I didn't dox the I didn't dox Mr Adler I didn't dox anybody I I've, I've had a couple of people try to dox me but I'm not I'm a little smarter than they are I kind of hide hide where I'm at but i will tell you and I'll, and i'll forewarn anybody who thinks that they're going to come try to find me and do something to me it will not end peacefully yes <laughs> <Yeah>. sir <laughs> yes sir
0: so weird i got i got sort of doxxed by a leftist uh, hate group out here and they what what do what does that mean for people you're going to tell me tell people where i live like what, what that's terrorist talk right there. You're going to tell it people is. where I live, and people are going to come to my house and and do what exactly?
2: Well, you know, I Jesus. tell you what. I tell you what's happened. What was happening last week for a little while? They were actually going up to officers and snapping their name tags, and then looking, looking them up, and finding what? out where they lived. And they were scaring the hell out of their families. Uh, you know uh people think well it's fair game you know you're going to go out here it's fair game your family's a fair game our family's a fair game look you know i I, t- I said this in that press conference the other day i said i don't care who you are a parent or otherwise and this hit really hit home for me because i was watching all this and i saw my son on television and i'm seeing the rocks and the bottles and stuff thrown at him right And look my kids my kids 30 almost 31 years old uh, i mean he's much smarter he's much smarter than i am he's a much better police dog at two years, he's a much better policeman than I was at two years, and I have no earth, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to do great things. Right? Um, I don't want anybody to ever interpret what I said meaning I think that my son's life's worth more than anybody else's. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not. I understand the fear people have when they send their children out into the public and they think something might could happen to them at the hands of the police off, uh, police department. The bottom line is it doesn't happen here. It it really doesn't. There's this huge false narrative that the Austin Police Department is just slaughtering innocent people for no reason. I have a 22-year-old kid that I was going at it on Twitter all day yesterday and all day today. And I violated my rule number one. And my rule number one is don't ever talk to, look at, or engage the crazy people. It Mm. never turns out well. Mm. Right? And that should be everybody's rule number one. Yep. And I finally dropped finally... And the funny thing about it is I finally just called him out. I said, you don't like me, and you're biased towards me because of, of your perception of my skin color. Mm. I'm an Italian-American, second-generation Italian-American. Ferris isn't Italian, but trust me, I'm a, my grandfather came over in, through Ellis Island. He fought for the Italians in the First World War. I I, I, I can get dual Italian citizenship. I'm working towards it. I'm an Italian-American. I When I said that to him, he says, you just called me racist. I said, no, I said you were biased. No one ever mm. said you were racist. Now you're putting words in my mouth. So finally, I just cut the kid off. I was yeah. like, man, I'm done. I, I, I violated rule one. I knew better. I try not to get into really, uh, you know, for lack of a word, I guess I can say that. And I don't, try not to get in pissing contest with people. Mm-hmm. And you'll never hear me call somebody a name when I'm mad at them. Because I think I think you lower yourself when you do that. And that's one of those things that I wish the president wouldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really agree. do. When he tweets, I wish he wouldn't call people names. I, I but I understand he's from New York and that's just the way they do. I mean, they wacky and they wacky at the knees in New York. Right. So but anyway, going back to the whole thing. So there is an agenda and it is an agenda to for of lawlessness. Yes. Really, they don't they want to be out. Look, I, and here's still, you're in your house. As long as you're not killing somebody, raping somebody, beating an animal, beating your wife, beating your kids, watching child porn, uh, you know, I don't care. I don't care. Do what you want in your house. You want to smoke dope in your house, go smoke dope. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I look, people, hey, I got a call of a dope smell in the house, okay? Hey, close your windows. Yeah. Walk away, right? It's not my business. But the second you step out of that house onto the front yard and into the street now you become my business okay now you're endangering other people's as long as you're in your house and your only person you're endangering is yourself have at it i don't care that's you know and maybe that's a little bit of a libertarian thought process yep right we're all about yeah yeah, all about that look i look you know the I, i don't care now i do care about walking down the streets in austin and smelling dope burning, yeah, it's it stinks, and it, it, I'm allergic to it. It stinks, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't if I can't. Somebody can't smoke a cigarette out in public, yeah, in Austin. Or you vape. shouldn't be able to openly smoke marijuana and out public. And come, come on, you're allergic to it. Come on, I am allergic to. I'm allergic to smoke. Smoke. Period. Smoke. Period. Okay. It it, it causes problems with my eyes, and it causes my I don't, that's why I don't smoke. I don't even smoke cigars. It smoke bothers my eyes and it stops up my head. Mm. So, but look, if you want to, you want to smoke dope, that's fine. But you, you shouldn't have to infringe on other people yeah. at the same time. It's all about infringing on people's rights. I have the right not to smell it. You have the right to smoke it if you want. That's cool. Whatever. I have the right not to smell it. In Speaking it, in of it, in infringing the, on it. rights,
0: uh, how are you feeling about, uh, first of all, we had the lockdown protests in a lot of states and uh, counties and such, um, how people were treated about that, um, especially coming from the media and how people were saying this isn't safe. And you're sort of giving us that impression that you may be uh, for a lockdown or, I mean, at least because uh, you don't want to put anyone else's health at risk. It's just like you don't want someone smoking pot and leaving their house or something. What about well, I don't wearing want, masks? I, I just
2: don't, I don't want. So don't get me wrong. You want to sit on your front porch and smoke dope. That's fine. What I'm talking about is now bringing it into the public area where it's affecting everybody. Sure. So does that make sense? Yes. Uh, you know, I look again, like I said, uh, marijuana to me, I, you know, I I, ne- I never chose people for dope. I mean, I was just with the dope. I didn't chase people for dope. It's, it's the, it, it really, to me, it infringes on people's rights a little bit. You have the right, it, 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 it's, a, it's a fine balance. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: So, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where I just simply think there's, you know, there's better places to smoke it if you want to smoke it, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But how do you feel about the, the masks uh, lockdown compared to how people now are gathering for protests mm-hmm. today and how well, they were treated?
2: I will tell you that uh, you know, when I went into public, I wore a mask more, not so much for myself as to keep people at ease. Same. Okay. It, it's keep people. If it made somebody happy to see me walk into the store with a mask on, I'd be more than happy to do it. I, I don't like confrontation. I mean, I nobody nobody likes confrontation. Well, I guess some crazy people do, but you know, wh- why get into a confrontation with somebody they, they said look can you just you know wear a mask I wear the ma- I wore the mask in public because they you know because because I just didn't want to infringe on somebody i didn't. I didn't want to make somebody else feel uncomfortable or whatever to me it's the masks are scary because you can't see facial expressions and facial expressions will will, will telegraph what that person's yeah. gonna do next yeah. right so you can't see like you can see my mouth if I cover my mouth up right now you have a no idea what I'm doing you can't read my lips. You can't tell what, you can't tell, you can't tell my face. I mean, my eyes show a little bit, but your face really shows a lot of expression. I think it's, I thought, I think they were very impersonal, but I understand it made people feel a little bit better. And if it eased their concerns, because I think it was COVID, 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 24, seven, seven days a week, bam, bam, bam. All of a sudden the protests happened and it wasn't COVID wasn't. Nope a concern and now the city's trying to claim that because of the protests the covid it's going to spike and i and look i'll tell you i think with the city's response and this in the county's response austin has a uh strong uh manager form of government which means the mayor is a, the mayor and the council are more like a board of directors but the the city manager is the CEO, right? He's, he runs the city.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Houston has a strong mayor form of government, which means the mayor rules with an iron fist. He is the man. Steve Adler has made no qualms about it that he would like a strong mayor form of government in Austin. It's never going to fly. It's never going to happen. But these emergency powers by that they did, this emergency declaration gave him powers that he otherwise wouldn't have. And once you get those powers, they're very hard to get back.
3: Mm.
2: And if you think about it, they've been meeting since March, sequestered at their homes. All of them are out. All of them are at home and they're all on Zoom, right? Mayors in the W. Kassar, who knows where he's at? I don't know that he's ever at his house. You know, everybody's at their home. But the great thing about democracy in this country in, in public discussion is when you're government leaders are making decisions you have the right to go talk to them about it they've been making all these decisions and it's only one person at a time and no there's never been a crowd in the room with them to make it so it's one person or two people that pop in on these zoom calls they bought hotels and spent millions of dollars on hotels they made the decision what did they make last week
1: um well can, can, can i just say real quick yeah zoom records all the calls shouldn't we ask them f- to to see what they're saying in these calls and uh, yeah like, it's
2: public information it should yes. be right everything everything the government does is it should is it should be public information you can put a public information with look you could put in a public information request for steve adler's gmail account because he signs it austin mm. that makes it an official account um there are a lot of public information requests but my point is, is the people aren't being allowed to exercise their right to go to council chambers and yeah. speak, to, speak to the council in person. It's a big difference over when you're you like, normally if this wasn't going on, I'd be sitting in there with you guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
3: absolutely. It, it's
2: just different with me sitting here in my house, in my office and you guys sitting in your show, I'm looking at you on a screen. You're looking at me on a screen. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we're not looking at each other, but realistically, I mean, we don't look each other. We're not looking each other in the face, so you know I could be all mean and gruff and everything, and y'all would go. Man, you're you're in you're in X BFE Texas, right? Exactly. Uh, what are you gonna do to me? if i was in the studio with you and we started getting things started getting a little heated it's a whole different situation or we right?
1: would be more cordial towards one another right we we would well, we would I, sense yeah. the body language or the tension and Possibly. say oh you know maybe i should ease up a bit or whatever you know so well
2: and it and it and it's all about look i i'm 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 very much about i'm 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 socially a little liberal on some things you know i believe we should help our friends up mm-hmm. give them a help up but we shouldn't make it permanent Yep. Right. Very physically conservative about where we spend our money. The government realistically has two functions in this world, public safety, as in the police and fire protection. That's it. They're, they should not be in the business of anything else. In Austin, we're in everything.
3: Wow.
0: So let's talk wow. about uh, more That's of crazy. this defunding thing. So let's say want to try off on a tangent sorry no that's absolutely great thank you by the way but I want to talk about like what would be a good libertarian or even uh, a, just a compromise in general because I guess it doesn't matter what it is if it's a compromise but what's a good compromise for defunding the police if we were to say okay fine let's give you guys something like we want to get rid of bad cops yeah you know right. what, oh,
2: and I'm all for that trust me I'm all for that you will never hear me say you will never hear me say or defend. A bad police officer. Absolutely. And I use the example of the Sandra Bland case, the DPS trooper. He initially pulled her over for an outtail light and was writing her a warning ticket. She lit a cigarette. He told her to put it out. She said no. He escalated it. She escalated it. It went up. It went up. Went up. Next thing you know, he's rolling around on the ground with her. She ends up in jail, and she ends up dead over a stupid traffic ticket. Right. Okay. If the trooper, and it was a warning to start with, she won't put the cigarette out, say, ma'am, hold on just a second. Walk back to your car. Now change that warning ticket to a ticket she has to pay. Walk up, ask her to sign it. She signs it. You get in your car. You still got your job. She gets in her car. She drives away. She's still alive. Yep. Simple, right? It's simple. How long was that cop?
0: How long was that cop a cop?
2: I didn't have no idea how long that trooper was, how long he had been a DPS trooper, but. It's up to you on the street as an officer. You have to keep you have to keep your cool. Yeah. You know, and, and I tell people all the time, and and, and, and I'm a movie buff, you're gonna figure this out really quick, right? The line from, from uh from Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze, yeah. be nice till it's time not to be nice. Mm-hmm. That should be your motto. Because there are times you're gonna have to not be nice as a police officer. And I will tell you guys, force is never when it's used it's never pretty
3: Yep.
2: but you got to remember police officers have to fight within the rules other people don't right and let me and, and i'll throw this out and then i'll answer your question what i think we the compromise is you and i i'm on, i'm in my uniform right dressed in my uniform i come across you on the street you and i start getting in a fight say we just a fight breaks out right between us is there a gun involved
0: between uh with him or you, there is yeah, a no, gun involved. You and, I, is... you and
2: I you and I, I'm a police officer, I'm dressed, I'm in uniform. Mm-hmm, okay. Right? I encounter you on the street. We get into a let's say we just get into a discussion and you know, and I ask you for something, things go things go south and and things go south. Is there a gun involved
1: in that fight? Yes, your gun.
0: Well, and you go, have a gun, but I don't know if it's something no,
2: that's no, no, involved no, yet. No, no, that's my point. That see you you got it. You yeah. understand. There is a gun involved, and it's only my gun until it's not my gun.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Which means if somebody tries to take my gun, so at what point people go, "You can't shoot unarmed people," but at what point are they unarmed? Exactly. Are they only unarmed until they get your gun?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something so, they never bring up in the
2: discussion. There's a gun. When there's a police officer, there's always a gun involved. Yep. No matter what, and that's just the way society is. Because as a police officer, you can't go into some of these situations because there are people who want to kill you. Right? There's evil in the world. Mm -hmm. So, my compromise and what I think to the defund thing is it's not defund the police department, it's redefine the role of the police department. I can't tell you how many calls I took in 25 years at APD and the 15 on patrol, how many times I went to somebody's house at eight o'clock in the morning because their seven year old kid or their eight year old kid told their mom, F you, I'm not going to school. 911, hey, I need help with my kid. Wow. Right? (laughs) Why should I go to your house? at 2 o'clock in the morning because you're playing loud music. That should be something code enforcement does, Mm -hmm. right? So what's happened is is we've relied on the police and we've turned the police into our problem solvers, all of our problem solvers, every problem. Somebody who has mental health issues, if they're not violent, why are the police going, okay? They're not social workers. There are people better to do that there's your compromise.
0: Well, yeah, so that, that that makes a good point because there was a time three weeks ago when there were uh, governors and mayors saying, if you see people social, not social distancing, give the cops a call and they're going to write them a ticket. But basically that told me you're basically threatening people with uh, losing their freedom. A yeah. man with a gun is going to come up to you and tell you to stop. Yep. And it right. could it could escalate to a further point.
2: Guess what happened in Austin? What? The cops would drive by. Get on their PAs, put your mask on, and keep going. Yep. That's the way it should be. It, that's what – look, compliance. And that's why I tell people, too, this – so this is the other thing. I, I was never a big traffic cop, right? And it wasn't my – just wasn't my thing. I don't like pulling people over on traffic. I go, to a, I go to a traffic crash, and you have to determine the causal effect of the crash. Now, you don't determine fault, right? That's for the civil – that's a civil process. That's for the insurance companies. I walk up in this poor lady who's got two kids, single mom with two kids in a car. Now she's just totaled her car. She got in a wreck. Maybe it was her, her, she caused the crash, right? Mm -hmm. She was the causal effect or the contributing factor. That's the better way to put it. Is it really, does it really do any good for me to go give that mother now a four or $500 ticket? No. If she says it was my fault, I'm sorry, I'll take care of it where she's already struggling to make ends meet, what good does it do to give a ticket to that lady? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Now, what I would tell people is, on crashes, you know, I'm not going to give you a ticket, even though you were the contributing factor, but I have two years to give you a ticket. So if this person has an issue with your insurance and getting you to accept responsibility, Mm -hmm. I can always write you a ticket. Because insurance companies, as soon as the cop writes the tickets, the insurance company will determine, that's the person that's at fault to insurance companies 99% of the time. But why cause the conflict and why add insult to injury? You don't have to add insult to injury to people. And it just simply, going back to the thing about the lockdown, some of these things that they were asking the police officer to do, police officers to do, simply put them in a bad situation. And why would you do that? Why would you make people scared of your police? Yep. Uh, you know, they, it, it's just, it's just, to me, it's crazy. So the answer to the question, I think, and I think the answer to everything is we have to redefine what the police's role in, in society is and come to some kind of compromise of what the police and the community want the police to be. I joke to people all the time, that patch right there that I wore on my sleeve spells everything in Austin. And that's how it's spelled P O L I C E everything. That's how you spell everything in Austin police.
0: Nice. Hey, uh, Brendan, will you put up the number? Uh, would you mind, Dennis, if if we take some calls? No,
2: not 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 at all. As long as they're nice. No I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah,
0: because I know that some people listen to our show that uh, aren't right. libertarian or conservative. We have some, uh, um, you know, some liberals and some leftists okay. that listen.
1: You know
2: what? There's
1: there, there, That's what's so great about this country. There's room for everybody. Well, one thing I wanted to add was something that you said was how you're like, and what you said was exactly what I tell people. When I go out of my house and into stores, I wear a mask to make other people feel better, right? And the mm-hmm. thing that's really been pissing me off about the left is that. They call the tolerant people intolerant, and then they become the intolerant intolerant. And and then that pisses us off because we're like, dude, we're doing everything you're asking us. And then that gets us angry. And, you know, again, me and Losa, we say that's how we kind of got pushed more to the right was because we were Democrats. We were like right with you until you guys got crazy and like kicked us out of the party and said, we don't want you anymore.
2: Well, you know what I tell people? Look, and and most people in this country are centrists. So they really are. Yeah, people they're right down. They're, they're moderate people. They want to be left alone, mm-hmm. right? But they want to know that if they need the government for something, they're there to help. Police, fire, whatever, right? You know what the scariest words in the English language are?
3: Hmm.
2: We're the federal government. We're here to help.
3: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: <laughs> it never goes well after those words. Look, I've got some really, good, I've got some really good friends that are. That are, federal, that are federal. Ooh, it looks like we got a call oh, coming in. Secret wow. service agent. So it's it's kind of a running joke. But yeah, those are the scariest words that you can get.
0: Rob, you're on the air. You're talking to Dennis Ferris. What's up, bud?
4: Yeah, hey. So, um, that, Rob? yeah, I. Um, That's Kevin. I
0: wanted
4: to talk on it. Uh, hello?
0: Hey, Kevin, you hear us? He actually made the beer that uh, we're drinking. Sweet. Drink.
4: Oh, yeah. So, uh, what's up, yeah, man? I made the beer. I made the beer yeah so um I mean, pretty much you know, so first of all, um I had to walk away from my computer because there was a weird delay on between that and the live stream, anyway um yeah i mean i I'm kind of on board with uh yeah, but like, I don't think that we should defund the police, um I'm kind of more on uh just on the side of the fact that i I don't think that this fight is necessarily. Um, on the side of um, necessarily against the police. The police, I believe, are just kind of the, um, like, what's in everyone's face. I think that what they're fighting for is like an equal playing field, which and often isn't as, isn't as much of a case. But in, you know, big cities like uh, Houston, Dallas, New York, Chicago, like all these places, um you know like these are the places where like um after uh and even you know like during slavery and all that moved up north and to bigger cities and um you know they were uh they were put in a place um and segregated and it's almost still segregated today in a sense so i mean I don't think that necessarily like, the answer is to defund the police, but in my mind, like, let's take like so like in Chicago, there's a pretty there's there's a nice suburbs of opportunity, and in Chicago, there's the areas of opportunity, and then there's the areas where there have been you know where in segregation they're placed. In my mind, like, let's just level the playing field let's take from those communities and level the playing field and see how everyone turns out it's Like you know what i mean
0: but wasn't that already done like by civil rights act May, uh, um, blacks are now citizens they're not just two-thirds of people yeah. um they did get all that and i mean women can vote like everyone's
1: on the same playing field right now right well not just that one i had a conversation early- I had a conversation earlier today that that one thing one thing I took like a friend of mine told me was he was like I just like in America and again this guy isn't a political guy but he said in America pretty much if you want to make money you just have to work hard and I told him I was like I have nothing else to teach you that's all you need to know America especially right now in 2020 you have the internet. You have all these things in front of you. It Like I came from like the poorest city in America, Brownsville, Texas. You know what I mean? Like, so don't like when people tell me, oh, it's just hard. And this like, especially people who are ethnic, it's like, come on guys. Like, yeah, but like, you got to learn and love the struggle. Like it's hard and life is hard. It's always going to be hard no matter where. You, so, so when I think of when people say, well, it's just not an evil, a, le- a level playing field. It's like, it's been a level playing field. They're just some lazy ass people on both sides and that's it.
2: Well, and you know what, and let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say, let me, let me, let me agree with that on, on the, let. I think everybody, that's what was good about the country is, I think, you know, look, I'm 58 years old, okay, I grew up in the 60s, I, I remember 1968. I remember what it was like in 1968. I was six years old, but God almighty. Wow. Holy smoke, I'm looking at this, and I'm going, man, this is 68 all over again, but worse because now we have 24-hour news stations, right? <laughs> exactly. And we got, we got Twitter, and we got social media, and we got everything else. You can pull yourself out of anything with hard work mm-hmm. if you're willing to do the hard work, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, my father... My father was born in the backwoods of Alabama. And when I say the backwoods of Alabama, I mean the backwoods. My grandfather died when he was 11 years old. He died building ships during the Second World War two years later, later than that. He, they took care of his brothers and sisters. My dad was an engineer at IBM when he retired, okay? He built the rocket that sent people, he helped build the rocket that sent people to the moon, and this is a guy from the backwoods in Alabama. My mother was from Brooklyn. So, you, you know, you got to see where my conflict is. My <laughs> exactly. mom is from Brooklyn. Yep. My dad is from Alabama. I've got this, you know, it, 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 it the two, but they met and, in, and, and they pulled some, they pulled themselves out. You, you can't victim blame. You can't be the victim. You've got to quit being a victim. Exactly. Okay. Everybody's got to quit being a victim. Um, there, there are people who have pulled themselves up and you know I it cracks me up you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps i said well that's a saying if you look if you work hard enough look if you, if you work hard enough you can make things happen and you can make things happen for yourself look uh uh ro mungia my my training officer when i came out at apd ended up being an assistant chief at, at the austin police department he grew up in a two bedroom house in south and in, in uh, east austin south of chavez right over over by the holly street power plant right he went to school pulled himself up became an assistant chief with the austin police department and then became the chief of police at the university of texas rio Grande valley his brother not so much
3: mm-hmm.
2: same opportunities it's what they did with them exactly so let well, i mean it's
4: it's, it's kind of more about like the resources available in the neighborhood. Yes. There's always those, those success stories of that. But I mean, what you have to like, not, 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 I'm saying that wrong. Like not what you have to understand, but like, uh, but you know, what needs to be understood is um, you know, in a lot of like these super low income neighborhoods, like the idea of success is like, the drug dealers in the neighborhood is like, right. uh, no, you're you know, right. it's like the gangsters of the neighborhood. Like, money. These are the, this is a vision of success because there's not, there's not a lot of like immediate resources in the neighborhood. That's what I mean by like level playing field. Like sure. And that's, I, and in my opinion, I mean, yeah, they're asking for, I think they're asking for the money from the wrong place.
1: Yeah. Like
4: it's not, it's not like, you know, defunding the police, but like, let's take money from, you know, from somewhere else. Like, you know, okay, well, here's these super rich neighborhoods that have these like cute, like amazing opportunities in these neighborhoods. Let's just take some money out of that and put it over here.
3: That's my, my idea.
4: But sure. here I am, like, as, as a white guy, white flaming,
1: for me but, but for me the other way that why I see the way that the way that I see what you just said is like so you're telling me you're gonna take money away from hardworking people and give it to people who aren't working that hard to help like I don't know like and this is just me I feel like if I bust my ass I, mean, honestly, I should be able to hard'm like
4: well I don't know about that I, I, mean, I, I kind of disagree I've, I know I a lot of people who
1: have jobs and ain't doing shit but sitting on their ass. I guys, a I lot of
2: people some... with good paying jobs that aren't doing a damn thing. That's right. There, exactly. There are, and you know what? And there's some cops that are that way too. Exactly. So don't get me wrong. You know, I don't want, I, I, yeah, I, I'm like, in, the one in thing every if you guys, neighborhood, there are if you guys, extremely hardworking people who are making anything. And what? there's lazy
4: people in every neighborhood. So the, I'm just talking about leveling the place. Like, let's like put more money into low income neighborhoods. Not like just give them, you know millions of dollars for like resources to develop themselves but like, in these and, low-income neighborhoods there's not much of anything
2: well i like, will there's tell you the problem you have Austin's when the, the the problem you have when the I'm government like, gets
0: like, yeah all right kevin uh we're gonna we're gonna free up the line but uh thanks for calling man and thank you for the beer it got thank high you praise here so dude much
1: for the beer kevin you're amazing i'll see you tomorrow you're a genius with your hands keep listening
4: Oh, thank you, thank you. And Dennis, I'm sorry you couldn't. Good talk, guys. Yeah, next time you got to yeah. try
1: the beer, Dennis. Uh, yeah,
2: thanks. So let me let me let me let me let me kind of expand on that, and just in just my philosophy. And this is Dennis Ferris. This isn't this isn't a police philosophy. This is Dennis Ferris philosophy. Sometimes when the government gets involved, it gets too pure. The, the bureaucracy in the government is too much. That sometimes the government needs to get out of the way and let private sector handle things you know that's what i tell people all the time they're they're so they said trump is this trump is this i said do you understand trump's running the government like a business
3: mm-hmm.
2: he's he's cutting through the bs yep. he, he doesn't care he's not beholden to anybody he doesn't care he's running the government like a business and that's the way the government look it's you know i heard something somebody say one time is that if the federal government was a private business the only private business in the united states at the time that would survive this was ibm mm. The only one that had the resources to survive this, the federal government. You can't. You you, the bureaucracy is stifling.
1: Well, I wasn't. is it, stifling. Just try to go get a per.
2: Look, try to go get a permit to build something in Austin. Yeah. And see how long that takes. Red
0: tape like yep. crazy.
2: Oh, it's crazy. It's it's insane. Why would you want to build in Austin? You know, and and I'll tell you the the, the fundamental shift in Austin between the east side and the west side is not as great. The interstate was always the, you know, the barrier. They built the interstate right down the middle of town and it split, you know, it was was just geographically that was the right place to put it, right? But it was the split. Um, When I started in the Austin Police Department in 1990, if you saw a white male walking in St. John's, you stopped him, jacked him up, asked him what he was doing over Mm -hmm. there, okay? And I'm going to say something that's not very PC, but it was a white guy in a no white guy zone, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. He had no business over there, but he was over there to buy dope, buy drugs, or he was looking for a hooker, right? Mm. He had it, he, he didn't belong he, he didn't belong there. He, He's was, going there to... yeah, exactly. he was going there for pleasure. Yeah, exactly. He was up to no good. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's a better way to put it, yeah. right? That's not the case in St. John's anymore. Okay. East Austin, if you saw uh Chavez, if you saw somebody uh, a, a white person on Chavez. They were out of place, because right? Just because of the way the city was, right? And there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, and, and that, it's not racial, okay? But they were just out of place because that's not where the, the white the white people went in Austin, right? Well, you go down Chavez now, and that's all you see all you is see. white folks, yep. right? And you go to 12, and what happened with the African American community and a lot of them, a lot of the African American community in Austin is they realized how much that property they owned in East Austin was worth. They sold it, they moved to Pflugerville, they moved to Lockhart, they moved to Luling, they moved to Manor, mm-hmm. and they were able to buy a house nicer than the one they had. That's right. They cash for it and have money left over. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Well, look, why wouldn't you want the American dream? Yep. A nice house and money if you could sell your property, and they sold it to people who wanted to develop it for the, for the yuppies and the millennials and whoever, to own property in East Austin, because that's where the property was available because West Austin filled up. So East Austin was the next place. And if you look, going north, every so often, a little more of the east side gets gentrified going north. It's a little bit above dish, where Hill dish is MLK. It's moving north. The airport left and all those houses over by the airport that were all dilapidated and falling down and wouldn't worth anything guys I'm telling you in 1997 if I'd have had 100,000, I'd be a, I'd be a multimillionaire mm. right now cuz I could have bought 5 of those houses totally, for 20,000 yep. a piece and sold them for a half a million. They're selling they're going for a half a million bucks a piece mm-hmm. now. And these are houses that when I started patrolling that part of town were worth 20,000 bucks. It's crazy. Yep. But it's because that's where people want it. It's the core of the city. That's where people want it. Years ago they all moved out to the suburbs, traffic's got bad, now they want to move back well, in, and, and the only place to get it is in, is in the core of the city.
1: I was saying, but and that's like capitalism almost, right? You vote with your capitalist. money, right? You vote with Look. your money. You vote where you want to go, right? And that's the other thing that really ticks me off about Austin, is when people get pissed off that a restaurant is going out of business after like 80 years, and it's like, oh no, but it's like you never spent your money there. You never went there. The reason they're going out of business is because of you, not because of gentrification. If you went there and spent your money there, they would still be there.
0: Well, we we actually filmed a protest uh, maybe a, a year and a half ago at Leal's Tire. So we got mm-hmm. another phone call. Uh-oh. You take it? Got another phone call. Let's go. Go ahead. I don't
1: know how this is going to work because they're on the same channel. Uh,
0: yeah, you're on the air.
2: Hello
1: it's, neil. it's neil
0: my man what's going yeah. on neil what's your question you got 30 seconds
2: all right
4: okay i'm just switching sub- subject a little bit here but i think you guys maybe uh, know about this um this you bookstore i didn't movies? realize anything about it there's a bookstore over in ut where all the kind of the commie punks hang out or something like that they have i don't know what they you know have training classes or something like that have you
0: heard about it can you hear him dennis
2: no, I can't hear him at all. Okay, because he's no, on the same have, channel. Have him
0: call back. Call right. Call right back, call, call so, right back uh, Neil. We're gonna so, pick you up on a different you know, line. That sounds like
2: anti. Y'all froze up for y'all froze up for about a half a second. You were saying something about a protest, and then you froze up. And then oh well, yes.
0: Let call. me let me get back I didn't to hear that. What you so
2: said, so I, yeah, well, you guys were
0: talking about protests. that. Um, we uh, Brennan and I went to a protest at Leal's Tires, and. What was going on is that there was this old tire joint right there on Caesar and uh like mall area, right? Uh-huh. Right. I know and,
2: what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Um so what happened is that it got bought up by a Lambert's company uh to be like a sandwich shop and what they did is they kept all like the the Mexican art, the Aztec art and everything, not Mexican Aztec mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. And there were people screaming about gentrification. Oh, you're you know, you're you're using this as you you keeping up those murals but you're not paying that artist or anything. Um, but yeah, we went there to see that they were they kept yelling about gentrification, yeah. gentrification. But but it's already been gentrified. It's for a long time because the people that lived there or moved there either couldn't like they got uh, they got money for what they had there and moved to a different location because it was cheaper and they had money in their pocket, just like what you were saying, Dennis. But I'm not sure exactly why they left.
2: And oh. it could be that the people that owned that business for 80 years. In the family at home for many years, for some reason, maybe they didn't have any kids, right? Yep. So now you have the second or third generation that's running that, but they don't have any kids to take it over. They're tired. They're ready to retire. What do they do? They sell it because that's their retirement. Yep. They sell it and they go off someplace else and they go live like the American dream. You work hard, you retire, you enjoy your life. Look, I'm I, I'm living the American dream. I retired at fifty three. I retired. At, I I was fifty three years old when I retired. My dad was, you know, I, my goal was to retire before my father did. My father was fifty-seven. I beat him by I beat him by four years. Nice. Right, very nice. I think got we got Neil. Got, we got I, Neil I,
1: back on the phone. Yeah, cool. Neil, go ahead.
4: Yes, sir. Oh, all right. Switching subject, subjects a little bit here. Go ahead. Um, I'm wondering about this. Um, I just found out about it or learned about it myself is that um, this this bookstore I think is associated with UT. And it's called a monkey den or something. I'm not sure.
1: Monkey and this den. is
4: linked with these, uh, uh, the, the, the commie punks hang out there and train or get, you know, uh, organized. Oh. And what's so have you heard about that?
2: What's the name of the place again? Monkey den.
4: It's a bookstore. It is a bookstore uh, where these uh, commie, commie punks, the red guard hangs out and stuff like that, so- where they get trained.
2: Uh, You know, I think I know where he's talking about. Back in the day, y'all remember, and and, and again, I've lived in Austin since 1977, this area, since 1977. I grew up, you know, I say I grew up. I grew up in northern Alabama, obviously, because my dad worked on the space program. But moved here in 77, I moved to Round Rock. You know, back then we could drive from Round Rock to Austin in five minutes, right? No big deal. (laughs) But I've lived here since 77, so there were 300,000 people in Austin when I got here. So, and I don't know y'all's history, I don't know how long you've lived in Austin, but used to be there was a group called the Peaceful Street Projects, and it was a guy a gentleman by the name of Antonio Bueller, and he was a little bit of an anarchist. He was an army vet, uh, and he, you know, and, and he was a little anti-establishment. He didn't like the cops. He got into he got into an officer's face one night, and they ended up rolling around on the ground. He ended up getting arrested, everything, and it just went, and it just became a point. It became a point where he he w- he made a mission his mission. To go after the Austin Police Department. Well, they would have their pre. We're going to Sixth Street to raise hell with the cops at a coffee shop near UT. And I think that maybe this is where this might be where he's talking about. Mm. No, but that's fine. Look, you know what? It it it's fine. You know, again, it's fine. If you want to protest, I'm all for it.
0: Absolutely. Just don't
2: throw stuff. Yep. Don't, yeah. Yeah. You know, look, don't. What people haven't seen? There's some really good pictures that I've seen of they they delivered a hundred dozen not a hundred dozen there's a carton of a hundred eggs sitting on the ground in front of the police station when the protest started for people to come up and grab them out of the carton and start chunking them at the cops
0: yeah what about the bricks the pallet of bricks the that bri- are just yeah, showing up Well, happened? now
2: see i didn't see a pallet of bricks now i did in dallas and some places but but here's the deal when you look around that area there's construction all around that area there's plenty of bricks all you gotta do is walk to a construction site and pick one up right yep. or chunks of concrete or, or rocks Baseball sized rock. My kid got hit with a baseball sized piece of a baseball sized rock. Oh. You know, he, he got he got hit with rocks. You you can't you can't throw stuff at the police. That's just not that that's anarchy. It's not yep. it's not the way things are supposed to be. And you, if you throw something at the police, you're going to have to expect that they're going to respond.
0: Yes. And yeah. then
2: don't get mad when they respond because oh, but they started. How they started by being out there. Well, they have to be out there. They can't let you take over the police station. Yeah. They can't let cars run you over on the interstate. They can't let cars run you over on the frontage road, and they can't let you block the only north-south thoroughfare from Brackenridge to South Austin, other than going all the way around to Mopac. If somebody's having a heart attack and they got to get from the hospital there, they got to go, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So you know, they well, the cops started it. Well, no, the cops didn't start it. The cops started getting pelted, and Hanging they up answered. Neil. Thanks, Neil. You know they, they they started responding to it, and it it and again I said this earlier force looks bad. It's yes. there's no way to make force look pretty. You get in a fight, it looks bad, right? It just does. Um, South thoroughfare. I wish the pre- the protests had been Washington, peaceful the first two nights. All the way the um, there were like a lot of great people out again. there, and still are a lot of great people. And if people want to stand there and yell and scream and holler. God almighty, it's America. That's their right. Yeah, that's right. You know, the motto of the special response team, which is the crowd control team from the Austin Police Department, and they're very proud of this motto. They're called Defenders of the First. Defend your right, your First Amendment right to speech. And they will walk behind you and keep the cars off of you the whole time you're you're yelling MF at them. Uh, The other night, they had a whole big crowd in front of the police station you know, screw the cops, you know, F the cops this, and cops are bad, da-da-da-da, all ACAB. this like, Yeah. Well, you know what that stands for, right?
0: All kitties are bastards.
2: Yes. So, all of a sudden, they had a drunk coming the wrong way down the frontage road, and guess what those people yelled? Get behind the cops! Get behind the cops! Oh, yeah, of the course. They their lines, brought them in, and surrounded them and, and, and surrounded them, and protected them from that car running them over, right? No. So, here, one second is you're yelling, "Death to you, death to you!" And here's a guy willing. After that, he's willing to step out and take get run over by a car for you. Mm. You just can't tell me that's a bad person. It's not. Well, and, and that's I, the I'm thing. I'm not saying there's not bad cops. I, so I'm very clear because there are.
0: That does bring me to a question. So, um, the cop that was uh, on tr- he's on trial right now for the killing of George Floyd had many uh, complaints levied against him. What do we do, and what point do uh, all these complaints? I don't even know if that's true, all the complaints, that's what I've heard. When does a cop get fired in this town or in any town that has cops when they've had I think I heard nineteen complaints or something?
2: okay, so let me let me let me put that into perspective, sure, okay, especially in Austin in in how we how they do things. I pull you over on a traffic stop, right? Mm-hmm. Give you a ticket. you don't like it. You call. I tell you, have a nice day. Walk back to my car, get in it, drive off. You pick up the phone. You call the Office of Police Oversight. Officer Ferris was rude to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we take the report down, right? Yep. We take the complaint. They investigate the complaint. They look at the body worn camera video. The body worn camera shows the video. Say the last encounter Officer Ferris had with them, the last thing they said was, "Have a nice day." Well, that person's can. That person felt like that was snarky. Maybe he was being rude. Okay, now you have a complaint on you. Jeez. Okay, you have a complaint now. Whether you got any discipline for it, it's a different story. But now you've got a complaint. Well, you make thousands of stops a year. Yeah,
3: You're two or three to get them.
2: people complain on you, mm-hmm. right, it, for for being rude. But everybody has a bad day. You have to. You have to. I guess you, what you have to do is you have to weigh what type of complaints they are, right. And if you get somebody who's constantly getting complaints for being rude, you need to you need to bring them in. Start looking at what they're doing and try to correct that behavior. That behavior has to be corrected. Now, not knowing all the history of the gentleman, I the gentleman, the 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 the,
1: the murderer, murderer, in, in, murderer in, my, yeah. in
2: Minnesota, that guy has set policing back fifty years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, not knowing everything, now he's been involved in supposedly was involved in three officer involved shootings. Sometimes you're just in the right place at the wrong time, right? Yeah. right? And it happens. You you get. I, look, I was lucky enough. I never had. I never. I came close two or three times. Never had to. Never had to fire my weapon in defense of myself or somebody else in the line of duty. I shot my gun out the range all the time. Got shot at a couple of times, but never. Thank God, I didn't have to shoot anybody. Yes. Right? Nobody wants to do that. Trust me. You don't want to. Do that. I know officers that have been in two and three just because they just happened to be that guy, right? Yep. We call him can I can I use this word? Yes. We call him shit magnets. There you go.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, they're
2: shit, shit magnets. magnets. Hashtag right? they're that. Shit magnets. I'm gonna tell you something. You know who the biggest <laughs> who one of the biggest shit magnets I ever met was? I need to know. Because I worked for him. Art Acevedo. I don't know. Who I that dude is. is a shit magnet. Stuff will find him. <laughs> he used to be the chief here in Austin. Yeah okay. I, He's from Houston now.
0: Oh he gets to move over there and be the chief
1: there. Damn. Huh? Well
2: he's the chief there, but He's been there. He's been to Houston almost four Art years. Art
1: Acevedo but, is a, a piece of shit, or what are we calling him? No, no, shit no, 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 no. I didn't say that, dude, because he and I are friends. Oh. He's a shit ah, magnet. Shit magnet. Just shit,
0: like, keeps getting, uh, he keeps getting oh, all this shit.
2: Just, he just hates be one of those guys that's right where everything oh, happens. Oh, right? okay. Forrest Gump. look, Forrest mm. Gump was a shit magnet, okay? Ah. Shit, yes, and now I know what you're talking about. I Now I know what you're talking about. You just attract crap, right? Yep. It just seems to... You're oh, that's seems the to worst. Get attracted to you. But going back to your thing is you've got to look at the, you have to look at the complaints, right? And if you start seeing a, a pattern of really bad complaints, that's when things have to escalate. So in Austin, they have a what's called a discipline matrix, all right? So let's say the first time you, and, and I'm going to use car crashes as an example. You get in a car crash in your patrol car the first time, and it's your fault. You get X, ex- you get a little bit of discipline, right? Well, then within a year you get another one and you screwed up and did it again. Now you get a little bit more discipline. So the discipline gets progressively worse. It's intended to correct the behavior, right? There are some people that just doesn't, that, that, that doesn't, doesn't snap. Yeah. And it sounds like this guy should have had somebody looking at him long before he got to this point, mm. should have looked at him. And Austin, they do a pretty good job. Always these are going to be people that fall through the cracks, Right. But there are also people when you're when, when you are one of those guys and you work in an area of town where the crime rates are real high, you're going to get a lot more you're going to have a lot more instances, especially of using force because you're arresting more people. It because because the crime rate's higher. So somebody that works, let's say at six twenty and one eighty three, and somebody that works at Rundberg and thirty five, those officers' experiences are completely different from mm-hmm. each other that so make oh, sense. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, big time. So it, it's not so much and look, and there are plenty of officers in Austin that get fired. You just don't really hear a whole lot about them. But there are not, and there are a lot of officers that get some pretty heavy discipline for doing some really stupid stuff. I mean, it's it it I used to tell people all the time or I, and I say this, when somebody would get suspended, I would go look at their I would go look at their pink sheet, which was the sheet they put it was a pink piece of paper, but it listed what they did to get wrong and how many days off they got. I would look at it and go, "Nope, ain't going to do that. Nope, ain't going to do that. Nope, ain't going to do that. <laughs> oh, why well, you sure ain't doing that, right? You learn from other people's mistakes. Exactly. That's the way life is. And look, I was I'm not perfect. I got zapped in, in in 2004. I got zapped for 10 days. I'm not proud of it. It's part of my history. I overcame it and I moved on. Um, and, but mine was for off-duty stuff. I and it had literally had to do with off-duty employment. Right. I was a horrible. Was going through a divorce. I had just recently gone through a divorce. I was a really bad record keeper, right? And I didn't. And I let paperwork slip. Mm. And it was egregious enough that I deserved ten days off for it. Wow. It was to a hey, dentist. Boom. We're getting your attention. Guess what? Dentist never got in trouble again. Exactly. Because I never wanted to go to internal affairs ever, 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 ever again. In my life.
0: Yeah, so Some I hear a lot, don't get that. I hear a lot, who polices the police? Uh, it happens to be internal affairs, right? Affairs, correct.
2: Yeah. And and so internal affairs has investigators that investigate the police. And people think, well, cops can't investigate cops. Well, they can, trust me, they can and they do and they do hold each other accountable. 70% of the complaints that are in that happen in the Austin Police Department are internally driven. Wow. Which means wow, for every crazy. ten complaints, seven of, them, seven of them came from inside the department. Wow. Though, but you don't hear now. You don't hear anybody exactly. Nobody hear hears that exactly. That, yep. No, they don't tell you that. You know why they don't tell you that? It doesn't fit their damn. It doesn't narrative. fit the narrative. Goddamn man. right.
0: So Dennis, we, we've only got a few minutes left here on the show. Sure. Uh, while we're on the air, we'll probably keep you on a little longer for
1: our after-show. Dennis, but, you just sure. became one of my new best friends. Yeah, absolutely. Let you know that real quick. So hey,
2: look, guys, here, here's here's the deal. This you've is for you my, right here. You got my contact information. You guys want me to just just let me know because my wife jokes around. The worst thing you can ever do is ask Dennis to talk more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, real quick, how do we get rid of bad cops?
2: you hold them accountable and when they are when they are bad you give them everybody's due everybody has the right to due process mm-hmm. okay when you have bad officers it's up to other officers to point those officers out to report those officers and to make sure it's up to the department then to hold those officers accountable i believe austin does a better job than most Uh, again, sometimes things slip through the cracks, everything. We're human. It's part of the human nature to make mistakes, right? The other thing is, is you've got to make sure that you do everything right. So if there's a process and the rules are a certain way, you can't jump from A to M to Z. Mm -hmm. You have to go A through Z.
3: Yep.
2: And if you don't go through A through Z, it's like anything else. If you arrest somebody for murder and you screwed up the crime scene, they get they you know as well as i do they're guilty as hell Mm -hmm. but they get off under technicality that happens with officers too because things aren't done right so they the process has to be flawless it takes time and that's why everybody gets so upset well if it was a normal person they would be arrested immediately well probably true the difference is that person wasn't doing that in the commission of their job Mm. okay makes difference so it's an employment not only is it a may only not only is it something that might be criminal it's also something that's employment related so you've got two there's it so and I, and I'll use this I'll, I'll say this an officer involved shooting there's two investigations that happen in an officer involved shooting there's the criminal investigation because anytime you fire a weapon it's a criminal even if you do it as a police officer it's still a criminal violation mm-hmm. you just have to be determined whether it's whether it's justified right yep. There's a criminal violation, there's a criminal investigation to determine whether it was criminal, and then there's an administrative violation to determine whether you were in policy. You can be justified in shooting somebody by the penal code and not be within policy. Right.
0: Yep. That is so true. Well, hey, thank you, Dennis. Dem- you Dennis, have been you a wonderful the guest. Man. We went a yeah, nice whole hour.
2: I'm sorry it took a little while to get on, but.
0: No, I think we'll we'll have, we'll get, we'll keep your number on file because we definitely have lots of um, questions about laws and everything. And I think you're probably the best person we know that will be able to take care of those questions. And and and
2: like I said, I'm happy. you know, happy to, uh, I'm happy to help y'all anytime I can. And look, you know, I don't, know, in, in, I know you said you have people, I don't want anybody ever to be afraid or, or think, well, I'm not going to call in because that guy's just going to dismiss real I'm quick. Saying. I've got to sign off real quick. I'm yeah, sorry, no Dennis, we've
0: got to sign off real quick with so for Brandon, the heart of Mitchell for David Aguilar, I'm low saying that's right. Boom. All right. So we're off the air on okay, public cool. access so we can keep talking on Facebook live here.
1: Let's go.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to be open to hear all sides, right? Yes. It's When you close your ears, that you, that the problem starts and you have people who don't want to listen. You've got some people who just simply say the cops are bad and that's it. The cops are bad. And I'm never, you're never going to be able to convince me. They're not. So last Friday, I'm, I'm running water down to the police station, right? Uh, I'm going and buying. and I went to Sam's. We bought about 20,000 bottles of water and Gatorade for the cops because between DPS and APD, you know, there was somewhere around 500, 600, 700 cops around the police station well, it was hot, right? They're wearing heavy armor. Uh, because the heavy armor is what protects them. They're wearing helmets and everything else. Well, they didn't have enough water, so I was running water. So there was a family standing on the corner, right there by the PD, and it was a mom and dad, a couple of kids, and then like maybe a brother and a sister of either mom or dad, and they're standing. There's like six people, so it's four adults and two small children. And I'm I look over there and it was hot, and they didn't have any water. Uh, in one, and like they were in black, a couple of them were in black. And I'm like, it's like 95 degrees out here and you're wearing black and you're standing in the sun. So I walked over with uh, a six pack of Gatorade and a six pack of water and a box of, uh, peanut butter, uh, peanut butter crackers, right? These, uh, Tom, like you get out of the vending machine, yeah. you know, a pack unopened, Oh, a box of them, right. Unopened. I walked over and I go, Hey mom. Uh, do you mind if I, you know, the kids look like they're hungry. Do you mind if I give them these snacks? And she looks at me and I go, they're not open. I said, they're fine. I said, I just just got them from the store a little while ago and I handed them to mom. I said, y'all thirsty. You look thirsty. Here's some water. Here's some Gatorade. And the lady, the mom goes, okay, well, where did this come from? I said, my truck. And I pointed to my truck and she goes, no, you know, sarcasm in me kicked in a little bit, right? Where do these chairs go? They go up, right? So uh, uh, I said, uh, "No." I said, "I said they came from the supplies we're bringing in for the cops." And she goes, "And I was wearing my. I had my. I had my. Oh, no. I had a mask on. I've got an. AP, I got a mask that says it's got the APD badge or patch on it, right?" And I said, "It's it's coming from the 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 supplies we're bringing in for the police officers." I said, "So in effect, ma'am, it came. They came from the police officers, right?" And she goes, "Really?" And I go, "Yeah." And she goes. Why would they do that? And I'm like, why wouldn't they?
3: Yeah, you know? <laughs> I yep. said,
2: ma'am, you're hot. You're thirsty. Your kids are hot. Your kids are thirsty. Look hungry. I said, why would you think that? She goes, well, aren't cops bad?
1: What? And I'm like, Dang, what? Man.
2: What? I, I, I mean, and I'm kind of like in this twilight zone, right? I'm thinking, man, am I? And I <laughs> said, what makes you think the cops are bad? She goes, well, the city council's telling us they're bad. Uh these are your city leaders, folks, yep. right? Yep. These are your city leaders. People follow blind, follow leaders blindly sometimes. And sometimes what happens when you follow leaders blindly, you follow them right off the edge of a well, cliff.
1: Can, That's and, right. And, it, and it's, it goes back to something even when we talked to Carlos, uh, I mean, Brian, Brian Govatos, um, he, he had asked us a question of, uh, the question was, how do you guys feel when people just look at Trump as a racist and they come at you that way? And my response was, I'm not mad at them because I know that that's all the media is telling them. Yeah. So when you certain, hear that, right? When you hear that nav- narrative over and over and over again, and then you meet, right, a, a Mexican American who's telling you, oh, yeah, Trump is cool. And they look at me as like, wait, you support a racist and trying to deconstruct that argument to, who he is and all that kind of stuff. It just, it becomes so mundane after a while where I don't even want to deal with those people. Cause it's like, I'm Bur- not going to try to defend Trump anymore. No,
2: you can't listen. Here's the deal. You can't have, you can only have an opinion if you agree with the other side.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Drew Brees. Oh, oh Brees, my God. Drew yep. Brees. Shit. And you know what the new term is now? You're getting Drew Brees. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're getting Brees. He had, he had every Right. He had every right to say what he said. Exactly. Now, whether you agree with it or not, it's a different story. He had every right to say what he said. Just like the Black Lives Matter, people have every right uh-huh. to say what they want to say. The only thing you can't do is yell fire in a movie house, mm-hmm.
1: right? It's against the law. Well, I can you say fire
0: in a movie house, but I can't say fire
1: in a movie house. And you can say yeah. fire in a movie house <laughs> when there is a fire in the movie house. Yes, you can. But <laughs> you're right. Well, so, well, and one thing I wanted to say was like, and even then, right? Because I've dealt with a lot of racist people in in my life, and never so do. And never
2: have being a white police officer working in Northeast Austin. Yeah, you damn right. Well, and that's that, goddamn
1: right. So that's the other thing that that I that I try to get. White people to understand, because white. white people talk to me as if they're in sin towards me in some way, shape, or form, and I'm like,
2: white
1: I'm like, mm-hmm. you have not done anything wrong towards me. Like, what? And it's like, oh, well, it's, I I don't know your culture, and I don't. And I'm like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't need to understand my people. Just be my friend. Like this whole right. concept of look, race.
2: Here's the deal. You know what I see right now? I see two guys sitting there. One's got a beard. One's get, one doesn't. One's wearing a camo shirt. One's wearing a white shirt. Had a jacket on until just a second ago. I don't see. I see. I see gray. I don't see black and white. I see gray. My best friend's Thai, right? He's he, he's he's from Thailand. He's the biggest Thai you'll ever meet. His name is Withapong Kintaksin hey, <laughs> a- That's a-, a Thai name if I've ever heard. That one damn name, dude. <laughs> And I will tell you, I call him my adopted Thai brother. But I don't. He's he's Thai, but he's not tied to me. He's just, he's just what exactly right? he's, he's what to me. Right. I don't see him. I don't, I don't see him. Thing. So and it kind of give you a, really, it's kind of funny. So you talk about that. So where I grew up in Alabama, I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama. I grew up in the Northwest end of town. Every school I went to from elementary school to junior high to my first year in college, my first year in high school, every, every one of the schools was 50, 50. It mm. was 50% Caucasian. 50% African American. I moved to Round Rock, Texas in 1977, a school of two, only one high school, a school of 2000. There are 1,600 white people. There are 380 Hispanics and 20 black people, 20, 20, 20. African American students, right?
1: Mm.
2: And I'm, it's culture shock yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, for you. I,
2: for me, it's culture shock. Yeah. I moved into a school that also was going from a school that was 50-50. And look, no offense, I didn't see a whole lot of Mexican Americans in Huntsville, Alabama. I saw some <laughs> Cubans, but I didn't see a whole lot of Mexican Americans, right? So when I moved to Texas, to me, I, I look where are they well they're from Mexico, or they're Mexican Americans. Like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. no big deal. There's Same just another thing. person. Yeah. There's another person in school with me, right? I don't see, I don't see that. And, and, and it's funny. People say, "Well, you grew up in Alabama." I said, "So what?" I saw the Klan. Look, I saw crosses burning. But I'm a I'm an Atali- I'm a I'm a I'm a second generation Italian Catholic. They didn't like me just much. They didn't like the black exactly. people, right? Or the African Americans. They didn't like me either, right? I'm a mutt as far as they're concerned. I'm a mutt.
1: Well, one thing. One thing and, I, I wanted to add with what you said was, and like one thing I've been trying to tell like a lot of my white friends is. There is as much racism. No, well, there's there's as much racism (laughs) on the on the black and brown side as there is on the white side. Like, as black and brown people, we're taught to either elevate white people or hate them, right? So either way, you're putting them in a pedestal that they can never reach, or you're Mm -hmm. you're treating them just as as the way they're treating you. So, like I said, if if we're gonna coin this thing as racism, I just see it as hatred. Yeah. If, if you it guys want, different. if you guys want to talk about it, racism, then we got to say Mexicans are just as racist as blacks, and blacks are just as racist everybody as whites, be, and everybody, everybody is. Everybody can be racist. Everybody and, can and be racist. The
2: misnomer that somebody of color can't be a racist
1: exactly is wrong.
2: I, I will tell you. I will tell you this. Um, I think it's. More, I think it's worse, racism, to pander to somebody because of their color. Yes. Okay? Yes. So I. I personally think everything. When you see somebody, oh, I have to take care of you. I'm I'm this rich white person. I have to take care of you because you're poor and you're black. That's
1: racism. Yo, real they're quick. Looking, I want to add to that because this, this past Saturday, I went down to the Capitol and I saw these, you know, two white people pretty much uh, with Black Lives Matter signs. And I told them, don't you find it ironic that you guys are the only one here? And there isn't any other black people. And so we continue to talk in the conversation and just kind of like, you know, talk to one another. And I found it funny that You know, he got mad because I kept saying black lives matter. Like, to me, that's racist because you're saying Mexicans don't matter. And then so he turns the signs around and it says, white silence equals violence. And I was like, that's fucking racist. He's like, what do you mean? How is that racist? And I'm like, you're telling me only white people have the power to change this. (laughs) Nobody else, not Mexicans, not blacks, not Asians, only white people. And the fact that he could not see that as racist Showed me that he was being racist. Like, come on, dude. Like, if you're if you want to call it that, let's call it that.
2: You know what's funny is all these supposedly woke people. Mm -hmm. If they were walking down the street and there was an African American male walking towards them, they would walk across the street to a hundred
1: percent, without
2: a doubt. They would. They would. Are you or or you know or are you because of your beard? They look at you and they look at your beard. People look at you and look at your beard, and what's the first thing they're going to think? They think you're. They think you're a they think you're some mountain man, country yep. hick, yep. because of your beard. They think you're <laughs> they think you're they think you're a Duck Dynasty guy. You're yep. like you're like the Duck Dynasty guys, which, by the way, are very smart, very rich people. <laughs> That's uh, right. You can't look at somebody. You can't judge somebody by how they look. You know, um, I I so I went on uh, Deb O'Keefe, who's on 101 X, is a real good friend of mine, right? And Deb's Deb's a you know Deb lover to death. She had me on her show she, she, with she and Jason last week, talking about trying to get a different perspective. You know, trying to get all perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. And she was, and I got on there and was talking. And she caught hell for having me on her show, right? Damn! Because why you got that pig mf on your show, da da da, whatever. And I told her, I said, people need to remember something. When you're born, you don't hate.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't hate when you're born. You don't hate because guess what? When you look in the when you look in the nursery. When you look in the nursery, you're in the nursery with all the babies. Yep. Right? That's right. Black, brown, purple, green, pink, whatever, right? You're in the you're not getting up out of that. You're not getting up out of your little bassinet, going over there going, "Hey dude, I'm in charge of this nursery. <laughs> this nursery is mine." People don't aren't born to hate. They have to be taught to hate. How do you stop people from hating? You teach them not to. You learn how you learn how to get along with people. When I see Chas Moore, I see somebody who has Hate in his heart mm. because every time you see him, he has a different shirt on that's promoting him for being black. Damn. Okay. And what that does is that, that, that in itself is to me is a form of racism mm. because he's wearing a shirt that says, I'm black, I'm better than you exactly. are. Exactly. I, you never see me, you know, uh, know, And then, you know, you go back to, you go back to, um, uh, you go back to Trump and you talk about Trump, you know. The thing about Americans are when they do these polls, and that's the reason he won, people aren't going to, because they're told you're bad if you support him. They're not going to, they they just don't want to get into confrontations. So they, when they say, who are you going to vote for? I don't know. And then they're going to go into there and they're going to pull the lever for Trump. Yep. Right? Because they, they realize the guy's running the place like a business. I don't like everything he does. I will tell you that right off the bat. I wish he was, quote, quote, a little more presidential. Sometimes.
1: Can I ask right. you a question? Do sure. you, Do you feel like the feeling of black supremacy or or, or African American superiority is somewhat tied to the Black Hebrew Israelites? Um, again, I'm, I'm I'm a Christian, and I feel like a lot of times where I've dealt with Black Hebrew Israelites, that mentality and that mindset that is being preached in the Black Lives Matter movement seems like it's a lot like the like the Black Hebrew Israelites.
2: I you know what, I, I don't know enough about that stuff to be dangerous, about mm. that to be dangerous. So I, I don't you know, I'm not I, I can't comment on something I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't I haven't studied or I haven't looked at.
1: Okay, cool, cool. Uh, cool.
2: I, I, I will tell you that um, when anybody of any race tries to put that per their their race above another race, it's racism. Yes. Plain and simple. That's the plain definition of racism. And you know, To make people, because the color of their skin, feel guilty, because the color of their skin is wrong. Yeah. Period. End of story. And, you know, I'll I'll say this about Colin Kaepernick. You know, Cap was an okay – well, he's still an okay guy, right? Um, For second-string
1: quarterback. Yeah, for second-string quarterback. Well, you
2: know what? Here's the deal. You know what people keep forgetting? Kaepernick uh, opted out of his last year of his contract with San Francisco. He chose not to come back to San Francisco, right? Mm. His girlfriend's the radical. She's the radical, Antifa type. She's the one that doesn't like the cops. She's the one that <laughs> started all this. Dude, I this hear that. Girlfriend. I see
0: that all the time. It's like they have this like. There's this wow. hot chick at these like events where there's Antifa or you know anyone on the no, left, not, right.
2: Look, I, i, I I'm, and don't take that as being You're anything, like De Blasio's daughter. I'm just telling you, he was, he didn't care. He didn't care until his girlfriend cared. That's
0: yep. well. That's what I, my my point was. You know, there there's these these chicks that are like you know really woke and like there's dudes. They're pretty attractive chicks too, or ladies rather. And there are lots of dudes that
1: would like to be part of that, or at least part of her. Can, can I tell you a quick biblical story? Like two minutes. Go or ahead. Less. So so there, so <laughs> in the Bible, right? In the Bible, there is a prophet. Balaam, who is supposed to go curse the people of Israel because this other king wants to curse them. And Balaam, on his way to curse them, uh, gets stopped by his donkey because his donkey sees an angel in the way. And Balaam beats the donkey and the donkey ends up being like, yo, like ends up talking. Right. So then Balaam (laughs) goes before King Balak. I know. A lot of crazy shit happens. Balaam goes before Balak, and pretty much it's like, I can't curse them. And then Balak is told that the only way to curse the people of Israel is to send women from other nations to entice them to take away pretty much God's hand of blessing. Right? So with you saying, oh, there's attractive women going after these men, that's a tactic that's been used for hundreds of thousands of years. Like, to get beautiful women to entice men to get them to go for that agenda. That's even in the Bible. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Well, I will tell you that I am not going to apologize to anybody for being born the way I look. A hundred percent. You shouldn't. A hundred percent. No one, sh- no one should have to, no one of any, any race should have to apologize to anybody for how they were born. Now, you know, kind of going, looking at the Minnesota stuff, cause it keeps popping back in my head. And, and, yeah. and I'll, I'll tell you that made, I, I, I watched it the first time, and then it was like – it's like at uh, my house if the SPCA uh, SPCA commercials come on where they show the dogs. The dogs, in the yeah, winter, the sad music. I turn it off. My wife my wife can't watch it. i got to turn it off, right? And, like, we'll be – so we turn the TV on for white noise at night, right? And I'm a big Star Trek fan. You can't see it. This room, the Star Trek room's downstairs. Oh, actually, you can. I don't think I can turn the camera around. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Can I turn the camera around? Are
0: you using your phone?
2: No, I'm using my uh, I'm using my iPad. Oh, okay. You should be able but, to. I don't know. Anyway, um, so I kind of give you an idea. I'm in my Lego room at the. Hey. I'm turning
1: around. So I Dang really man. Fun. So there's my inter-
2: there's my blow up Enterprise right. But there's my Lego there's my Lego table. Um. So I got the bat I got the Batmobile. Damn, that is dope. Right. But this is what's really cool. I got the ultimate. I am the ultimate. Yo. Action prize, dude.
1: Guess who that is? Is that uh, uh, Dave? No, that's... that's, well, that's evil he, Knievel. That's evil, evil, that's Knievel. evil Knievel. There Knievel you go. I was thinking about
2: Super Dave. No, it, it's, it's not, that's where Super Dave came yeah, from.
1: Yeah, Evil Knievel. That's an Evil Knievel stunt bike. Oh, my gosh.
2: That was when I was a kid, and I found it on the, interstate, the internet the other day, and I'm a big kid at heart. I went and bought one. <laughs> so,
1: Damn.
2: You know, I'm. I I'm like I said, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Star Trek So we'll turn, we'll turn Star Trek on for white noise to go to bed, right? And it sets the time for thirty minutes, and we'll be just about to doze off, and that commercial will come on, that SPCA commercial will come on, <laughs> and I got to turn it off. I got to either mute it or change the channel.
1: Can Can I tell it, you real quick why I love Star Trek? Star Trek was the way that I learned how to use big words. Like, in, like, words like infinitesimal or ecclesiastical, like these, it, there's, there's like so many words that they were just kind of like bypass no! words. And I'd be like, what in the world does that mean? And then, infinitesimal is like small. Why couldn't you just say small? Why did Being you have to small. say infinitesimal?
2: Why use a $15, use a $15 word when a $2 word? Exactly. To show you. Right. Let me, let me, let me grab something off the wall here a second. Go I'm for it, go this for to it. You. And this, this should be, this should be your life's. This should be your motto in life.
1: (laughs) I love love it when people tell me that because then I'm just like,
0: you know, if you look at his Twitter, uh, his cover photo is, uh, is the USS enterprise. Oh,
1: snap. Yes, it is. Yeah.
2: Follow me. I have a plan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Star Trek thing?
2: So so look, I, I know we're kind of getting off topic. We're just jack jawing around here a little bit, right? Just, just, and some of the reason I do that is I want y'all to, I want people to understand cops are real people, right? Yes, we're real yes. people. We have, we have, we have, you know, we got real interests. We do. Think, look, I got a, I got a, I got a tattoo of the USS Enterprise on my leg. That was my 39th birthday present to myself. It was, I was single at the time. It was cheaper than a young girl. It was cheaper than a girlfriend. And, and a hell of a lot less headache, right? Yep, um,
1: so hundred percent. and then above it, and then above, not as it much it of a, and not as much of a regret, also. <laughs> yeah.
2: and well, and above it, maybe have, just as much. You know, and then above it, I have what is called the Cross of Lorraine. And if you've mm. ever seen Magna Pi, it's the team ring.
1: Yep, yep, for yep. yep. PI. I've
2: got it above it. So those were my favorite shows growing up when I was a kid. So the other, the other one, the other show that I love so much, and the guy I love so much is Tim Allen. Right? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, it, it started out being, I don't, you know, somebody would say something, I'd look at him say, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I so love that. Where I, where, where <laughs> follow me, I have a plan come from. So 10 years ago, my buddy, Wood uh, goes, Hey man. Uh, and he's from Bangkok. He was born in Bangkok. He came over here. He's been here and he speaks better English than I do. Right. Um, and, and he's, He's been over here, he's been over here uh, since '75. Well, he goes, Hey, we're going back this year. Why don't you go with us? And I've never, you know, I've been to to Mexico, I've been to Canada, but I've never been anywhere else, right? I've never been out of North America. And he goes, Why don't you go with us? I'm like, Okay, well, you know, why not? This ought to be fun. So I go to Thailand with him. And we start doing stuff. Well, for for me, knowledge is everything. So if somebody says something to me, And it speaks, it piques my interest. I will learn everything I can to learn about it, right? So when we got to Bangkok, the transit system in Bangkok is really, really good. But you have to learn how to use it. And we went with a pretty good group, right? And we'd be walking around, we'd walk around and and they go, where are we going? I said, just follow me, I got a plan. And it kind of started, that kind of started
1: that (laughs) way, right? Nice.
2: And it, (laughs) and matter of fact, his wife gave me the, gave me the sign, follow me, I have a plan. (laughs) And, uh, Just like a Thai woman would. No, she's not Thai. She's, she's not American. Thai? No, no, she's not Thai. She's an American. Damn. Um, and the, <laughs> and the, that even... All right, so that even gives me a funnier story to tell y'all because this will really Can, can I ask you just one question? Sure. And, and
1: I feel like I have to do this with every guest now just because I need to know from my own personal diary. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Alex Jones?
2: Uh, so I've met Alex on several occasions. Okay. Chief Art uh, when All right, so... Kind of give me an idea when I came out of when I came off patrol, I went into what was called the police technology unit. Helped found it. They're the ones who put all the stuff in the cars, right? Mm-hmm. The computer system that's in the police cars, I helped build. I helped with the con- company. I helped build it. I could code it and everything else. I can't do it anymore. So I haven't done it in a long time. Well, then I went to go work directly for Chief Acevedo as his aide. So Sebe- dog robber, as we call him, and that's the guy that would rob a dog of his bone to get his boss whatever he needs,
3: mm. right? Wow. So.
2: We went to Alex Jones's show, uh, and and I, not only did I serve as his aide, I served as his bodyguard too. So I was his protection. Oh, wow. so we go to Alex's show and we go to his studio out there. Alex, I think when he first started, really believed it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it now is just shtick. Yep, because he makes a lot of money,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? So we go in his studio the first time, right. And we get in there and there's cameras all over the outside of his building and stuff, you know, and we go in there and of course, Alex, Oh, oh, oh," and I'm like, Oh chief, I got something to show you here chief. Right. And, and uh, (laughs) and he gets in there and so he's in there, chief's in there in the studio, kind of like in a booth like y'all are at and they're in there talking. Right. And I'm keeping an eye on him and, uh, Chief says something to him, and or Alex says something to Chief, and Chief goes, "No, that's my staff out there." And I leaned up and I looked in the I looked in the window, and Alex goes, "You mean that guy right there?" He goes, "Oh yeah." And then Alex comes out, and we're kind of jack on around in a break, and he go, he, said, he starts talking about the cameras. I go, "That's all right, man. Our cameras are better than yours, and we can see everything you're doing." He flipped. Oh out. He no! Was a joke. It, was a <laughs> it was a joke. Oh he no! Out, right. So we go in there and it kind of, kind of run in jokes. So the second time, about two years later, we go back down again and Alex wants to show chief his Barrett 50 Cal. Yes. Right. So he goes and gets it out of his office and brings it And He's got this huge 50 Cal Barrett with him and he goes, we want to bring it to the studio with chief. And he's got this raw milk in there with him too. Right. (laughs) And, and, uh, he's drinking this. Raw milk, right out of the gallon, right. It's not pasteurized, nothing. He pulls it out of the ice and he's drinking it. I love raw milk. This this doesn't turn no frogs gay. You gotta drink raw milk. Yeah, he wants he wants to bring this Barrett into the studio with Chief, right? (laughs) And I go, okay, you can bring it in there, but you gotta give me the bolt. And he goes, what? I said you can take it in there with him, but you gotta give me the bolt. Fair Why are you giving you the bolt? I said. Then you're not bringing in with him. because I am not going to let you bring a 50 caliber sniper rifle into a, into a closed room with the chief that I can't get into in less than five seconds with a gun that could blow him in half. yeah right. right. I'm not doing that, dude. Do you think I'm stupid? And he goes, oh, I kind of never thought of it that way. And he takes the bolt out and he hands it to me. Okay. And he can I? I think Alex. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Jones, Alex
1: Jones, man. I love the I, guy.
2: Look, Alex Jones is one guy, and Alex Jones is a character.
1: Yes, yes, it's
2: a character he plays. He's just like um, he—he's he, just like
1: Rachel most people Maddow
2: is a character. Yeah, people, people when they start. Don Lemon, Stephen Colbert yeah. mm-hmm. is a character. Yes, that's right. You, look. uh, I do a lot of high-end executive protection, still, right? Mm-hmm. So I do CEOs and stuff. So when South by comes around, we'll do we do some stuff during South by. And we protect celebrities and things like that. Some of the nicest celebrities I I ever met, you would think, or come across as some of the biggest jerks in real life, or what you would think would be jerks in real life. Um, and but I work with these studio security people, and I'll ask them questions about different celebrities and stuff and they'll tell you, oh, this person's nice and this person's nice. And they'll tell you, yeah, oh, this person's nice. And then you look at them on television, and you're like, they look like the like the biggest liberals in the world mm-hmm. and they're Samantha B supposedly, and I, I've never met her, but you watch I can't can't watch her on television. You can't watch her yeah, show on T V right yeah, because I think real. she's just not obnox- I think mm-hmm. she's obnoxious. They said she is the sweetest lady you'll ever want to meet. Really? Oh yeah. They yeah, said I'm she's guarantee. just sweet So so this is what I tell people how I judge somebody is how they treat the person who's willing to take a bullet
1: for them oh that's a good way nancy
2: pelosi is a wackadoo oh she treats she treats her security detail like gold really yes like gold the the bushes the nice the two nicest people i met and i've got a i don't have the picture here but i have a picture with both laura and barbara bush mrs bush 41 and mrs bush 42 yeah Laura Bush has got to be one of the nicest people you ever want she to meet. She seemed like she a sweetheart, man.
1: Didn't she, she kill never, somebody she though? But that huh? was for, that was didn't for a good reason.
2: Didn't she kill somebody? No, 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 no. I think you're thinking of Hillary.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That was <laughs> sorry. I knew it was, I knew it was a first. Oh, I knew it was the first lady. I forgot well, you know, which one. <laughs>
0: well, there's an episode we did. Maybe it's dude. It's like late teens or something. uh We're in episode 159, but this is like early teens. I did the the Clinton body count.
1: Oh man, we
0: listed just about every single like there's death a lot of people on that count. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, and we didn't even add. You know, this was. This was like three years Ron
1: ago can, 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 can I just ask just because I have you on here now I want to know here we go so so what what man have you and again I don't even know if you know would you know anything about Jeffrey Epstein? Did he? I don't think he killed himself you hey, know well, yeah, I don't think anybody oh, look, thinks I that he, he, killed he killed himself, himself.
2: I, don't, I don't believe he killed himself look there's too many unexplained deaths around the Clintons. The Clintons. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, even if you're not a conspiracy theory, you have to be a theorist, and everybody is. By the way, everybody has a little bit of conspiracy. you damn right That's mm-hmm. just it's it's called cure. it's called curiosity and skepticism. Yep. Right. It's so there's just too many coincidences of people turning up dead. Somebody said if COVID nineteen had something on Hillary Clinton, we'd know.
1: So, so, uh, uh, hold, hold, so, real, so real quick, what, what, what you just said right now. So, so, what was it? Was it was it last year or was it almost two years ago? There was a cop that died in on Sixth Street. On the dance floor, who was investigating Clinton in one of the cases?
2: Oh, no, no, no. I think you're thinking of the, I think you're thinking of the, uh, oh, well, yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm thinking of the deep, I'm thinking of the FBI agent that was doing the backflip and his gun fell out of his. No, 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 was, no, it, no. that's what off. I thought. No, you were it, it was that some too. other guy who was on oh, the dance no, 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 floor and his no, sister, no, 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 no. his sister was in prison. Yeah, no, I, I don't know anything about that case and I even, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, but you're. There are too many strange yeah. things about people. You can't tell me that a guy in a high security prison in New York City was allowed to hang himself when he had already been on suicide watch with all the it's cameras just off. Too many coincidences. Come on, there, man. Right? It just, it's, it's joke. And you know, the running tab for a long time was, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, and by the way, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself.
1: Exactly. You
2: know, and but the, you know, the running jokes again are, is if this, if if COVID had something on. Clinton, it would already be done. I saw it. So I was taking I was taking my wife to work the other day. I was driving down Fifth Street and drove past El Arroyo. Mm-hmm. And, and the sign in front of El Arroyo said, who thought Tiger King would be the most normal thing of 2020? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that damn Carol Baskins.
2: That Carol. Come on. Yeah, by the way, so, she so, her
1: husband, too. So that's the way. other thing. Yeah, I'm, that's that, right. That's the thing. It's like, okay, you're like, people are all in on Carol Baskins killed her husband. Off of what she said on the show, if you're telling me you don't even think Hillary Clinton has taken out that many people or even look, the Clintons or the oh, Clinton Foundation. Hey, I don't know.
2: Let me tell you something. I'm, and I'm not a government conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination. But if the federal government doesn't want you around, you won't be around.
1: 100%. That's true. All right. There is, 100%. A, there is a
2: there. Look, and here's here's what I tell people, too. And, and you, you can like it. You can just like it. Whatever. There are things the federal government does, there's things that the US government does that we don't know about that we have no business knowing about. Yep. As long as they ain't flying planes into a building, I don't care. Yep. I'm not people well, they listen to your phone calls. Well, they're gonna hear some really damn boring phone calls mm-hmm. because if you're not doing it look, if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. Period end of story. If you don't run from the cops, it's usually going not gonna end up in a a bad situation. People who who escalate their their encounters with the police that's when things tend to get tend to have bad outcomes either by the police or by themselves
0: yeah you know so a no lot one of these... ever
2: died complying with the police that's
0: exactly right that's exactly well, no, I my take that back no no
2: i take that back one did yeah i mean i, I will take that back i yeah. think it's Felio yeah. castle George or Florida whatever died. he was complying with the yeah. police but he was murdered yeah yes uh, and yeah, the cop he, was, he was punished. Murdered, he went to jail. To that, he's yeah. in
0: he's in prison now. Like, yeah, that's the thing. You you can see these uh, like the, mm-hmm. the 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 guy that was uh, selling CDs or whatever, and then they put him in a chokehold and he oh, died. He's or about Eric
2: Gardner?
0: Yeah, Eric Gardner. You know, the cop he asked him an order, a lawful order or whatever, and, and whether or not, look, how easy is it just to just put your hands behind your back when a cop is telling you to do that? Yep. But no you know, they hold, they literally hold your freedom in their hands. And well, let-
2: and, and that's, and that, let me tell you something, having done that job for that, for that long, that is an awesome, that is an awesome responsibility and it's not a responsibility to be taken lightly. Yes. We, we have to be held to a higher standard. Okay. You have to be as a police officer, you have to be held to a higher standard, which means you've got to carry yourself in a higher standard. So I have a, a, a friend of mine who's, and, and just, I met him, I met him through another friend, uh, it's a rather wealthy man. Um, he, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, we went, huh?
1: I said, I said Jeffrey no. Epstein.
2: <laughs> no, not Jeffrey Epstein. Trust <laughs> me <laughs> so anyway, we were at dinner with him in Houston one night. Right. And we were sitting at this, at this table and this guy, it's a, it's a bunch of cops. We were down there for a conference for air, air operations. Uh, I, I did a little, uh, TFO wing. I mean, you can see it up there. My wings are up there. My, my wings are right here my my air wings Ooh,
1: very nice so ah, um uh, nice so that's anyway, right there
2: so i uh so we were down there for a conference right and we went to dinner with this gentleman and he bought all our dinner and i mean we're talking like i think there were 12 of us and i think when the bill finally came back it was like yeah it was like forty eight hundred bucks or something right guy flips out his carbon fiber American Express, the one that you can walk into a bank and have for a half a million bucks on, and they'll give it to you. Right? The guy drives up in one of those Mercedes, um, basically the thing that's like a forerunner,
1: like the uh, yeah, yeah, G wagon, no, wagon. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: the, the things are like you know two hundred grand. Yeah, right? they're, they're
1: expensive. expensive.
2: So he he parks it right. He 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 parks he parks it and walks in, and the cops are driving in in their in their nineteen ninety eight. Uh, Ford Taurus is valet parking them. And this guy's parking this thing. It, it's The rich guy parks his own car and walks in. The cops are valet and these 98 Taurus. Ford Taurus is right. So we're sitting at dinner with him and we got to talking and he's really, really very uh, down to earth. And he tells us, he goes, you know, he's a big supporter of law enforcement. And he tells me, he says, you know, he says, this is what I tell people and this is what I tell my kids. If You come in the house and you tell me you're upset because you've had an encounter with the police. The first thing I'm going to ask you is, did he have a badge and a gun? Mm -hmm. And if the answer to that question is yes, then you shut the F up. Mm -hmm. We used to go talk to the UT football players. This is what we would tell them. And I will, this is the piece of advice that I will give every person I come across the street is not the place to argue with a police officer. Yes, if you think you if you think the, a police officer has done something wrong, court, you go complain on him, or you ask for a supervisor. You do not get into a confrontation because even though police officers are taught de-escalation, um, de-escalation techniques. So when you start getting mad, I there's ways I should try to get you to calm down. But if you're ramping up. And it, and you start ramping up, and all of a sudden now you're ramping up, and you're getting a little more, and you're you're balling up your fists and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Be nice until it's time not to be nice. Well, okay,
1: well, and and even with that, like as and like for me myself, right? I know what I look like to other people, and not just cops. I know what I look like to other people, right? I'm this Hipster. tatted up. Me- I'm this tatted up Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I look the way that I look. And even with cops, like, I try to be overly cordial with them because I want them to know, like, I am not even close to being a threat. I will smile. I will joke. I I will do anything to make sure that you know. Because at the end of the day, exactly what you said. I know that even if you do treat me wrongly. I can go to court and I could argue this. Like I, like, and that's one thing I've been telling a lot of people, like a lot of my friends. It's, one thing I tell them is, do you forget that we live in America? Like, we have a voice. We don't have to submit to the government or to the police or to anybody. We have a voice and we can right. say what we want and what we don't want. And I feel like we have forgotten that in this country, that the people well, have a voice.
2: The 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 problem you've got is that if it's not the voice that certain people want you to hear, want to hear, they drown you out and call you. They call you names and they shame you into shutting your mouth. Pulling on with the wind off of HBO, yeah, the the Minneapolis,
0: the Minneapolis mayor, uh, they like asked him, yes or no, are you for the abolition of uh, the cops? And he was like, no, I'm not. You know, we can do reform or whatever. And they're like, shame, shame, get out of here. that, That
2: makes and see. That's what makes me wonder how many people in the city council really feel the way they're saying yep generally feel that way they don't
0: feel that way at are, all are, are yeah. they
2: being are they being bullied into doing what they're doing right because i can't honestly believe because i'm going to tell you something right now if you cut the force down like they're talking about cutting the force down um the community that's going to suffer is the community of of the of the uh underserved community that's as right. it is now. Mm-hmm. okay which means when houses start getting broken into in West Austin, they're going to pull the cops to West Austin because the rich people in West Austin, no matter what they look like, are going to start screaming, and they're the the money. Look, this drives everything. Yep. Right?
3: Mm-hmm. This,
2: yep. this 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 drives everything.
0: Rubbing your fingers drives everything.
2: <laughs> no, no. Well, I can go get some money, but I ain't got much here. Oh, you mean uh, money? But, oh, okay. Uh, but but the but the friction 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 drives look, everything. <laughs> all right so, sorry sorry but that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying where do you think where do you think the services are going to be lacking like yeah we talked about it the gentleman that called uh, was it nate the guy that made the uh, beer. neil
1: neil mm-hmm. neil the
2: guy that made the bill. he's yes. right underserved communities they're going to even be more underserved that's why the Mary houston upped their budget he's like we got to help the, you you can't help the community by taking resources away from the community and those resources are going to be pulled away from the community. Yeah, so rich people you know, will be able to afford private security. Yes. Well, it's not even the private security; they're the ones that are going to call up. Let me tell you something. Right now, who do you think? Who do you think has Steve? Steve, who do you think Steve has Steve Adler's phone number? Who has you it? two or nope. a rich guy in West Austin? Oh yeah, exactly. well, that guy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Who do? You, and even if you had Steve Adler's phone number, whose whose phone call you think he's he going to answer? answer? my phone the guy call. That could give him this. Yep. Right. Money money it, it, money, money makes talks the world go round.
1: Money talks.
2: Yeah. Money Absolutely. does talk. And especially in politics. And that's why I'm saying that sometimes there are services better done by the government getting out of the way. Joe, um, watch the Joe all watched SpaceX shoot the and of course being <laughs> a big yeah. damn right I, did. Watch I, did. The, I watched Dude, it that live. was awesome. Look so Amazing. here I am I'm, you know here I am you know I'm 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 watching a, a rocket go up not the shuttle right the shuttle was awesome too but I'm watching a rocket go up I'm watching what I saw in my youth the Saturn V go up mm. but it's a Falcon 9 it's got a capsule on top of it it's a damn rocket mm-hmm. and I told I was telling my wife and she was like she wasn't all watching it um and she goes she goes this is what it was like for you when you were a kid isn't it? Wow. and I said exactly I got to see a rocket go wow. up and it is so awesome but what was so awesome about it was it it was a private rocket? The mm. government contracted with a private company to build the rocket, and they were able to build <clears throat> they were able to build it now they built it to NASA's standards and NASA's safety protocols and everything else, but that rocket belongs to Elon Musk, which, by the way, that is the mad scientist of mad science. Love that guy. That that is a mad scientist of mad science. That's that's Dr. Frankenstein right there. He wakes up inventing stuff. Yeah. For real. So,
0: by the way, like that day that happened, it was, I think it was a Saturday, and I went Mm -hmm. to the Green Belt, and I remember going on Facebook Live, and there was like, there was a big protest going on in Austin. They blocked the 35 freeway that day. What? They blocked 35. That was the start of it. And I, Yeah, it was the start of it, and I I got into the green belt and everything, and I watched, and I screamed, Doug and Bob made it, right? (laughs) But I was so proud of America and so disappointed at the same time because those protests were becoming – they were saying they're peaceful, but they're throwing – like, you watch it. They're throwing shit at the cops. Like, I I understand that you want to yell at the cops, and that's fine, but when I start seeing rocks and there were breaking windows – Jeez. That's. I was so proud police, of America and probably, so disappointed at the same time.
2: There probably was a hundred. I bet you there was a hundred police vehicles damaged. Yeah. You know, and, and so I got a kind of discussion with this lady. They She said, she said, she said uh, go ahead and keep tearing up the police cars. It just means they'll be getting new ones.
3: Yep. Well, no, not, it doesn't well, well not only, they only that. Make
2: pol- no, they, they only make police cars for a certain length of time every year, right? And when they make all of them, and then when they're done, you can't get them until they make them again. Well, what have the car companies been doing for the last three months? They've been being building ventilators yep. because we thought we needed them. Right. So they haven't been building, they haven't been building cars. So the, all those cars that got torn up or cars that got totaled, they're just gone. That's just one less car they've got for at you least know,
0: a year. Um, there were people on Facebook, which is where I get all my news, by the way, um, yeah. where they were saying, you know, Oh, well we pay for them so we can do whatever we want to them. Like, come on. But, but, and, and, and that's wait, what I so was going to say. i tell you
2: something that would get you in trouble in a heartbeat. Right. <laughs> So I, young cop, right? Stupid. Twenty. Let's see. When I started APD, I was twenty-eight, right? Had uh, been a cop for five years at UT. So I'm out in East, northeast Austin one day, and I got this this guy screaming at me. Uh, I pay your salary. I pay your salary. I pay your salary. I reached in my pocket and I pulled out a quarter and I flipped it and just goes, "Here's your refund." Now be
1: quiet. <laughs> Damn, that should have been. That's right? like a thug so, life. That's like a yeah. thug life video with the glasses. Yes. So, Take your so damn quarterback.
2: So I get a I get a call I get a call across my radio from my sergeant. He says I need you to meet me over at Nelson Field. So I drove over to Nelson Field. He goes, something happened earlier tonight. I'm like, I'm trying to remember what the heck happened, right? I said, uh. He said, did you have a conversation with anybody? I said, Sergeant, I've taken like 15 calls. I'm taking a conversation with everybody. I so said, I'm thinking of one guy in specifically. And I said, Oh my God. He goes, Did you really flip a quarter at that guy? I said, Yeah. I was tired of listening to him. Yep. He needed to leave. Right. I said, So I just simply, he, and he yelled at me, I pay your salary. So I gave him his rebate, Sarge. He goes, Oh my God. He goes, So he chews me. You know, I kind of get my, I gotta get to get chewed out. Right. Kind to chews me out for it. And then he gets done chewing me out and he looks, and he goes, Dennis, don't ever do that again. But damn, that was funny,
1: <laughs> Dennis. I, I want I, I just want to add even even so even going back to the the Black Lives Matter thing that I was at this Saturday, mm-hmm. and after all that, man, like so after I was done talking to the the two protesters who were predominantly white, white? I, I go up to the gate right because I can't go to the Capitol because you know right, because there's, they don't want you on, they they want you on there right. Uh, there's all this yeah. shit going on, and but I just told the guys so for for two months straight, and you know I'm I. So there's there's a part of a scripture where Jesus says that um, don't boast about the good things that you do to the public because, you know, it's way better when God honors them in in secret. You know what I mean? And so for, you know, so I'm going to get myself out right now and and whatever. But for two months straight, I was going to the Capitol every day and praying for 30 minutes um, for the cops, for the government, for all these things. And, And I even got to befriend some of the security there. So so when I was so after I got done talking to these protesters, I walk up to the gate and there is a bunch of like younger guys, black, white, Mexican, Asian, all standing there, you know, with guns and stuff, and I just told them like I just want you guys to know that I keep praying for you and you guys are doing what you're supposed to do. Don't let people like this deter you from doing what's right. There's people like me that pray for you every day. We love you. Keep doing what you're doing, and it was great. They 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 all like lifted up their hands, and said thank you. And and for so me, we, it's it's like as a citizen, especially as a Mexican American, I want to let mm-hmm. a lot of these people know, like, yo, we ain't got beef with you. We ain't got nothing wrong with you. We're good. We love you guys, and we're here. You know,
2: you know, you know what? You know what? So I'm gonna so was it so was it the cops that you walked up to
1: the they were they were like in military uniform they were like uh uh what to call like uh camouflage
2: oh the National guard National
1: deaths. guard there you go okay. yeah yeah
2: yeah. And, so, but even
1: that, and that's what I'm saying, like, I, like, to me, like, law enforcement in general, I see it as a good thing in this country. Yes, is it perverted? Yes, is it used wrong? Yes, do people manipulate that for their best gain? Of course, because we're humans, we're fallen, and that's what we do, right? So, but I'm so, not going to throw them out with those other people, you know?
2: Right, so let me ask you a question. Yes or no, do you agree with yes or no that most uh, Mexican Americans are conservative?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. Big time. Big time. And why? Catholic, and
2: why, and, Catholic, and what, what, what about what makes them conservative?
1: <clears throat> I would tell you uh, faith and family. Okay. What is the one thing they disagree with the
2: Democratic Party about? The biggest thing they disagree with the Democratic Party about
1: right now. And I
2: swear to God, I don't, I hate getting into this discussion.
1: Abortion. But... Uh, man, I wouldn't even say like part it's of Abortion, it, right? So, 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 bingo, bingo, bingo. Yeah. yeah. It's and and I was going to say, That's so it. part of it comes from talking to my grandpa and to my mom, and I would say they both agreed on abortion. My grandpa was more on taxes, but they both did talk about abortion. Like, in just, and just way- a way. It,
2: it's, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. And, and so here's, here, here's, here's kind of my stance on that. Look, it's the law of the land until it's not the law of the land. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the Republicans, and I think they're getting they're coming off of it a little bit. I think they've lost some people with that. I, I don't particularly, I don't, I don't believe in it myself, but I'm not going to push my beliefs on it. I mean, I had to go look when I was on patrol. One of the bigger abortion clinics in Austin was just north of KLBJ radio station. And every Saturday morning I had to go sit out in front of that thing. And the people who were against abortion and and the women that were coming in and some of the vile things that were said back and forth. And I here I am this little mini protest myself that I'm me and my shipmates have to deal with but i think when 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 a party no matter what political party automatically assumes that somebody of a certain type is in will automatically vote for them for no reason Mm. they start losing that person yep i think the i think the democrats have taken the african-american vote for granted big time i think um you know Trump, when he was in Detroit, said, what do you got to lose? Vote for me. What do you got to lose? You know, you're not getting any, you know, uh, I think some of the gaffes that Biden says, the guy's a gaffe machine. You ain't black if you don't vote Democrat. Yeah, and, and, oh my God. and that's, and that's he's, the he's, other thing. because know, you know, his handlers had to be just cringing. When he well, well, no, <laughs> and, yeah. not,
1: and not even that, because even most recently, Charlemagne in in the most recent clip that i that i heard from the breakfast club he was getting mad at terry cruz cuz terry cruz was speaking out against uh, you know police police brutality Supritacy and defending, of any right time, supremacy and, of yeah any exactly and, yeah. and and but but they were supporting the the guy from reddit cuz the owner of reddit or the guy who started reddit stepped down and he said the only person i want taking over my seat is a black Ameri- uh, a black uh, uh, a black woman And it's like, wait, like, how are you praising a white man and denouncing a black man? Isn't that racism? Like, aren't you telling me, oh, because now you don't agree with my party and you do. Therefore, white man, you're cool because you have now paid the penitence of your sin. Black man, you're not because you haven't. Yeah, right.
2: No, it's 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 the PC culture in the United States has gotten way out of hand. Mm -hmm. Big time, Uh, uh, big time. and, And Trump is just saying PC. I mean, he's just not PC. He's nope. going to tell you what he thinks. And, and damn be do, damn be don't. But, you know, the thing about it is a lot of people are fed up with that. And even though they're not telling you, I mean, we talked about this earlier, the reason they're not telling you that, they're still going to go in the voting booth where nobody else knows and they're going to flip that switch. Yep. That's they're right. Going flip that yep. switch, they're and going it, to flip that switch for Trump. And it could be, look, it, it could really be a landslide victory. Now, it will be interesting to see who Joe Biden picks as his running mate. I think yep. I know who he's going to pick because he... I, I think he's being told. Yeah. Kamala um, Harris. Yes. Yeah. I think, he I is. think so, and, also. And and, and and everybody's like, well, she should be ready to become president the very first day. Yep. I said, how? Why? Tell me. I just want somebody, I want somebody to explain to me how she, she or anybody else, even, you know, so people said, well, how did you know Mike Pence could be president the first day? I didn't.
3: Mm-mm.
2: I didn't. I tell you, the only one of the very few people who have ever been picked as vice president, who literally could have become president the, the very, day one, was George H.W. Bush, when you look at his entire career. CIA director. He was a congressman from Texas. He was the ambassador to China. He was the director of the Central Intelligence Agency. He was the chairman of the Republican National Convention, uh, Committee. The guy, his career was, mm. I mean, he had a vast experience of stuff. So that prepared him and then when you hear people say, Well, Hillary Clinton was the most prepared, most qualified person to ever run for President no. In the States. No, Hell she wasn't. No. She was a senator. She was a carpetbagger senator from New from New York who lived in Arkansas until her husband became president and then yep. moved to New York, lived there long enough to convince people to vote for her to put her into the Senate. And then she became the Secretary of State because that was the trade off for her backing off of Obama, I think. You know.
0: How do you so feel I, about W uh, actually saying that he's not going to vote
4: Trump?
2: He, he did He didn't. Oh. Go back and look. Go look. Uh-oh. He did not say that. What did he say? He did not say that. His staff clarified that. He, what he said, his staff said, because I read it, what his staff said was President Bush has long stated he is no longer involved in presidential <laughs> politics. He, like his father, has a history of not criticizing their successors.
3: Mm.
2: And he will not publicly speak about who he will or will not vote for for president. So if anybody said he's not voting for Trump, that's simply a lie. The president's vote is the president's vote. And he's just simply... Silent. I think he'll. I, I think what he'll do is, I think he will do what he did the last time, and he probably will not vote for, in the, for the president. Because he, he has openly said he didn't vote for either one of them in 2016. Mm. It goes back to family. And, and it's something that I'm fiercely loyal about is you don't mess with my family. You don't mess with my friends. If you do, I'm going to come after you with all barrels.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Trump went after his father. Yeah. Trump went after his brother. Yeah. It was personal to him. So and not necessarily he's not. I don't think he feels like he can come out and support Trump. But at the same time, he's not going to let. The, the Democrats country go down. That's right. He's not going to let the country go down the road that the Democrats want to take the country down the road.
1: Well, and, and so can, can you clarify that? What do you mean by take the country? Like what, what do you think as someone who has spent his time in that space, what do you feel like the Democrats want to take this country? Look down? at
2: Austin. Look at Austin. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Austin is a microcosm of what the Democrats want to do. Mm-hmm. And it let's really not is.
0: forget, like there's this, uh, somebody said this, it was perfect. Uh, George uh, Floyd died, um, let me see if I can find the exact quote, um, in a Democrat-run city with yep. a Democrat mayor, with a Democrat district attorney, uh, and so on and so forth, Democrat, 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 yes. but the Republicans are the problem.
1: No, not just Republicans, Trump. 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 The police are the problem. Why? Well, the, pl-
2: the police are the problem. You have one, so because you have a group of officers in one city, who did something horrific. Horrific. The only thing worse they could have done was stood him up and shot him in the head on live television. For real. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Really, realistically, right? All of a sudden, the entire country seems to be turning against the cops.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But guess who they're going to call? And they ain't They ain't calling Bill Murray and, and Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. They're calling the cops because Ghostbusters is out of business. Yep, right? yep you ain't going to call <laughs> ghostbusters i told you guys movie references yeah, you I, 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 like I love movie, movie references. references and tv references man you'll hear Oh, okay. Look, I, I, so I, I blew a i blew a disc in my back kicking in a door uh in 2005 2000- the damn good way to fucking throw the lady, lady doing a, lady, little lady doing cpr on her kid i beat fire and EMS to the house the door's locked and i wasn't going to ask her to stop doing cpr on her kid to unlock the door so i kicked the door in and blew a disc in my back so I had to have the disc fused. So I was home for about six months, waiting for it to heal. And I watched a whole lot of television. I watched a whole lot of movies. A lot of Jeopardy, too. By the way, I'm a. If if they would have ever made promotional exams at APD trivia based, I'd have been cheap. That's a great show. <laughs> not that I wouldn't want. Not that I wouldn't want to be this. Speaking chief. of TV
0: shows, dude. Amongst all this other thing, you said um, cops. Cops is now gone. has gone now. Gone.
1: And I the greatest love- show.
0: You know, some of my favorite things about cops when I was growing up is when, like now, yeah, I wouldn't admit this today, but I'm going to. When when people actually got away, yeah, like I was always like one of my favorite parts. You yes. know, now I don't, I don't think that's a great part, but I, that was something in my mind that I remember liking. Oh, uh, you know, a guy was quicker than the cops. He hopped over a couple fences and ran off. Mm-hmm. I sort of like that.
2: You root for the underdog. Well, well even that, that I like <laughs> cop shows was the underdog.
1: Like how do you how are you going to take yeah. away cops? When Bad Boys Three just came out, <laughs> we Bad Boys, Bad Boys. So, so, what so gonna let, so me on, me you gonna do? Come on, where are you gonna get these things up from? Come let, on, let me, let me pose this question to you guys: If
2: you're gonna pull cops off the air and you're gonna pull live PD off the air that actually star really cops, mm-hmm. are you going to be woke enough to pull all the TV shows on television? About police officers mm. off the air, Law
0: and Order, and are you
2: going to stop making movies about police officers? Because yep. well, guess guess what? Some of the highest rated TV shows in America are hmm. right. Blue Bloods, boom, all three NCIS series, boom,
1: uh,
2: Chicago PD, boom. Look 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 how many look how many shows, uh, uh, Law and Order, SVU. They're all cop shows, and one of the guys is screaming the loudest about the cops plays a cop on television. Ice pick. Or ice Cube. This ice is, ice, ice tea, cube. Ice T. Well, ice T. Right, yeah. Ice T. Right, I don't know. Ice pick ice pick is from Magnum P. Ice. Ice pick.
0: <laughs> well, hey, we He's gotta get Magnum out of here. Dennis Ferris, you've been amazing. I know. I feel like one we of our, our it, favorite run, guests.
2: You're they, the man. Anytime. You got my email address. No, man, just any anytime. You need me come back anytime, I'll be more happy. Hell Do yeah. We got spot. a lot of stuff really to talk about. And like I said, I look, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys like, look, I am I am so appreciative that you allowed me to come on your show mm. and be me. Yes. Right. Mm. And so also wow. show people that police can be silly yes. and be funny. And we're human. We're going to make mistakes like everybody else. It's part of the human condition. Wave at the police. They'll wave back to you. I tell cops all the time, smiling is not a sign of weakness. Yes. Thank and you,
0: you know, that I wanted to bring this up too. And I, I forgot. I'm just remembering now. You know, it's not a fact that I'm it's a fact that I'm not racist, but it's a fact that that I'm not racist. But you know what I am is (laughs) I say this a lot on the show that I'm closest because I judge you on It's Sorry that I do, but I judge you on what you dress, how you dress. (laughs) And that tells me a lot about your personality (laughs) because that it's what you choose. Yes, it's what you chose to wear. That tells me what about you. And I I think maybe (laughs) cops, they don't they don't. They're not prejudice on your skin. Nope. But if you're wearing something like a hoodie or something, how many black people in really nice suits are getting pulled over exactly. or, or stopped for no
1: reason? I feel I feel like especially with me, like I feel like if I dress like appropriate and, and things that fit me when I go out, a cop isn't going to look at me and say, "Well, that's a thug right there." He's going to be like, "Nah, he got some dope ass shoes. I love <laughs> them right, Jordans." Right, right? They'll look so at think, me and say, "Like, yo, that guy is dressed nice. Like, he ain't going to rob shit. That guy is ready to go out and take his wife out for a nice date."
2: Right. So think about this: if you go to a job interview and you got red spiked hair mm-hmm. and you got you got eight ear piercings in your ears in right. your nose and your lips, exactly, people aren't going to hire you because yep. they don't want you to be it. Looks, looks matter, yeah. right? Look, look, looks matter. So, and how you dress matters and it shouldn't, but it does because guys, if you see me 95% of the time, I'm wearing t-shirts, flip-flops and shorts. I didn't wear, I don't wear long pants until it gets under 40 degrees. Yeah. I, it's just me and I'm 58 years old. And even that, like even, even,
1: even when you go into like, go into any coffee shop most of the time, there's gonna be an attractive barista at the cash register. Why? Because they know the attractive people get tips. That's it, right? Like, it, like everyone is prejudiced in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, like that's up for everybody someone else has, to judge. Yeah, I
2: think I think everybody's biased. Yes. I think that's oh, yeah, a yeah. There way you go. Bias. I, bias yeah, I like that way. I think everybody yes. everybody's biased. hundred percent. You have you have biases, but I know I know you guys need to run. My wife's probably screaming at me. I, know, I told her, oh, I'll be a like half asleep.
1: hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two hours later. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I'm good, but I'm good. She was, I mean, I told her I was coming on. She's like, great. Cause I, and you know, I went on with McKenzie and those guys in the yeah. trailer park show. Yeah, we just had her on Monday. last week. Yeah, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, this is what I, I gave her a really good piece of advice the other day. And I think she needs to, she, uh, and hopefully she takes it to heart. I think she will. I think she's good hearted. I think she's, I think she's what Austin needs. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I told her, I said, you have to be what the people in your district want. They don't want, they don't want, they don't want somebody so far right or somebody so far left because most of the people who live in your district are right here. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what they want. They want you to come, take care of their, listen to their problems, and not discount if they're on this side of the aisle or if they're on this side of the aisle. They don't want you discounted. Right now, the people on this side of the aisle are being discounted by the guy that's representing them. And that's horrible. Yeah. But here's the problem: the guy that represented them before discounted the people on this side of the aisle, and that's why he's not representing them anymore. And that's why this guy that's in there now, I think, is going to get beat. Mm. Well put. Well, thank you so much the, the, again. The cancerous Cassar, guys. By the way, the cancerous Cassar, he's the one that's got to go. So, any one of Kassar. you guys live in that district?
0: No, no, that's too far north. We're yeah. we're in uh, South I, Austin. I just moved south.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well. I'm a North Austin guy. When I get south of the river, I start twitching.
1: <laughs> I live in Henry area. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know where I live. I just <laughs> but
2: ballpark area and I'll tell
1: you. Um I know I live uh uh what is it, southwest by the Best Buy Serranos? Seranos, Best oh. Buy. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Oh you live Park? in Sunset Valley. Yeah, Sunset
1: Valley. I guess oh. so. But if
2: you're in the city, you're in David sector. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's my name, David. So I guess I am yeah. in my seat. You're you damn it. right.
2: You're damn right. <laughs> anyway, guys, appreciate it, man. Thanks Dennis, a lot Dennis, you are you the man, time, man. Dennis, amateur, we'll see you next
1: time. We'll call you if All we have right,
2: any bro.
0: questions about the law, man. The we audience is going right. crazy
2: for no you No problem. Right you guys have a good night. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Sir. Bye. Appreciate good you. night.
0: Bye-bye. Boy, what an interview Dang. which lasted us...
3: That's, what, a,
0: that's supposed to be 30 minutes. hour and 45 minutes, yeah. minutes almost a, two hours? That's supposed
3: to
1: be 30 Yeah, I
0: told minutes. him, I was like, if you can give us just 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, here's the thing, too, <laughs> Two hours later. No, I, wrote, I love it. I love it.
0: Dude, I wrote like three pages worth of stuff that I was going to try to go into about, you know, like racism. That what they're fighting for right now is not racism. Exactly. They're fighting for power because if they cared about racism, they would be more upset about all the white people. Now, like, you know, here's the thing. We hear a lot about how there's a lot of white people that are dying. More white people die, unarmed white people die than black people. Yep. And then but I'm not happy about that. No. I'm just as angry about that than I as I am about the black people. The thing is, they're only angry about the black people. Yeah. That's racist. Yes. Because you don't care about the white people. I care about white people, black people, brown people, yellow people, all purple people. Yep. And what are, you don't fool me when you try to pull this bullshit that, that oh, we're fighting for racism. No, you're fighting for bullshit.
1: <laughs> well, well, and even then, right? So, again, going back to that encounter that I had with those Black Lives Matter people. And so the girl, and I'll get the footage for you guys, and we'll play it next week or whenever. But the girl had a sign that said enough, and all these black uh People who had died, names on them like Eric Gardner and all mm-hmm, these guys, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, are all these like black men who died this and that?" She's like, "Yeah, you know, injustice and all this bullshit." And I said, "You know, the statistic of them being alive as a baby over them being alive as a man right now is way less. They all of them would have probably been dead right now as Look, a black child." I know aborted. your argument with uh, with abortion, but, but no. hold on, hold on, and, and, and but what I'm saying and what I told her was, what we're arguing right now is murder. What murder is good and what murder is bad, and that's just one. I wanted to break down but the they argument. Don't, they too. don't
0: look at it as murder, exactly. That's the
3: thing.
1: Well, and, and that was a cool thing she did. Like she, she, and you could, like I said, I'll get to the video, but you could see in her eyes like this kind of snap of like, oh snap! I, like I, I didn't think about it that way, and, and that's because I also believe that people who are protesting for Black Lives Matter are probably not protesting for Black Lives Matter. It's probably their friend told them, hey, I'm going to go protest for this. And they're like, cool, I want to stand up for something. You know what I mean? Yeah, look at
0: what Black Lives Matter actually stands for. I get it, Black Lives Matter. But they're like for free Palestine, which is uh, against Jewish people. Like that's another race that you're you're hating against. Um, Now, I think they've actually taken that down from their website. But that's what what BLM is about. They're Mm -hmm. about uh, fighting cisgender... Misogyny and bullshit, like bullshit, like that. But, anyways, we don't have much, we don't have any more time to deal with this. We got, <laughs> I gotta go to work in
1: the morning. I know,
0: and we'll too. be back next week, maybe with another interview because we're on a roll with interviews. I know,
1: lately, dude. Right? I'm fucking loving all these people coming on. This is dope. Well,
0: it's better that way. I yeah. mean, it's not just us fucking rambling on about our True. abortion uh, thoughts and I, shit.
1: I, I, I like it. And uh, I mean, this is just me as a debater. As a debater, I feel like that's one argument not many people have have been able to answer the question. It's just a hard
0: one. Cause I've gone through this a lot with people and you know, it, it all stems to, and I think I even like, did. Mm. Uh, you were talking about that on your Facebook and I chimed in. Mm. I was like, the problem here is that we have an inherent difference about where life begins. Exactly. And that's just where the argument ends and starts and ends at there because people will say life starts at this and we go, no life starts at here. Now I have a different stance from, uh, you know, the strict conservatives mm. where, um, Conception. I don't believe conception. I think um, when does life end? Mm -hmm. When brainwaves stop. Mm. Brainwaves stop. Brainwaves begin around four weeks. Yes. Uh, Same time a heart, uh, well, the heart actually goes on, but it's the heartbeat bill. Like four weeks, about a month, uh, Mm. six weeks or so, that's when brainwaves start to develop. That's when I believe. So, life so, and, and
1: and that's and that's kind of what I want to break the argument down too. Like I never go in this argument thinking to myself, "I'm going to stump you with just the abortion thing." Like I said, for me, I'm always looking at for a Trojan horse. I and again, I'm a Christian man, so for me, I didn't, the, I couldn't tell. Right at <laughs> the end of the day, I'm always looking at a way to preach the gospel to you and let you know that Jesus loves the shit out of you, and I love you, and I just want it. Like I just want you Was to Jesus know that. Was Jesus black? Uh, no, he was he was a Israeli. He was Hebrew, right? So he wasn't black. He was well, he was the dark. black Hebrew he was, Israelites think yeah, that every yeah. important. He was probably in the like world. darker than I was, probably. But I mean, he wasn't a black person. But even, but even then, like so, even when it comes to the abortion you know, argument, dude, uh, real quick,
0: uh-huh. I've got a Last Supper that I found at um, in a thrift shop, but it's they're all black. No way, dude! They're all <laughs> black, dude. It's so great. Uh, I love it. I, I bought it because I'm like. I've never seen a Last Supper where all oh, the so, apostles. Uh, so I'm
1: assuming it's like James Brown and Chris Tucker. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh <my> <laughs> the, <laughs> the apostles. Because you said all black. That, I'm just thinking of famous black people.
0: <laughs> the apostles <laughs> and Jesus are all black men, and I thought that was such a cool like thing, and I bought it. it does was, Jesus have a Jerry Crow in this one? And that's not that one, but it, it's very similar. There's that a lot of that. Those. Looks like it's like all Obamas Whoa, or something. Whoa, dude!
1: That does look like all Obamas.
0: Oh, it's that one, the second one. Yeah, that's the one I have.
1: No yeah, that's way. the one Are I have,
0: scared? dude. That's the, <laughs> that's the one I have. So I, I got that. Damn, I that, look at that Anyways, hair, though. We got to go. Thank you yes, guys for yes. watching. Uh, for Brandon the Hardhead Mitchell, for David the Holy Hispanic Aguilar. I'm Los Sane. That's right. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe to Emergency Exit Podcast wherever you get your pods. Come on over and find us on Facebook and YouTube, Emergency Exit Podcast. On Twitter, that's E-M-E-X pod. And our listener line is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 830-875-0637.